Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., Let's intro this one first, shall we? And welcome to the Fightful Post Show. It is Saturday. It is January 28th, 2023. And we're talking about the Royal Rumble. I'm Will Washington, along with Fightful contributor. He is the one and only Professor Nick Harrison. Always great to have you here. Always good to be on, man. Will, it's good to see you. And hope everybody enjoyed the Rumble. It was a fun experience. And uh, I'm ready to talk. I'm ready to talk about this, man. Like, for real, I got my note cards right here. I'm ready to go. Let's get you are. You are absolutely ready to go. I am. I'm so happy to see that. Um, <laughs> and look, I, and uh, we will be joined here at some point by Sean and Denise. They're of course at the um, Rumble press conference right now, and they're actually sending me notes. So if you keep hearing my phone vibrating, that's what that is, uh, because there could be important things happening here. But uh, yeah, this was this was a really interesting Royal Rumble. Uh, yeah. There was a lot of anticipation going into it. I think everybody had an idea of what they were going to see. And for the most part, I think nobody's ideas uh, fully, that nobody got it right completely. I think everybody <laughs> had their idea of what they thought they were gonna see. And for the most part, I think in a way, there were a lot of surprises and in a way there weren't. But at the end of the day, I think I walked away ultimately pleased with most of what I saw. Um, 
and we're going to talk a lot about that. First off, uh, right here on the YouTube channel, I want you to leave us a thumbs up while you're sitting here. Just go ahead and hit that thumbs up button. Also, send us your super chats. Uh, YouTube.com slash Fightful is the way to send us a super chat. We also have Humper Chats. Humperchats.com is the way to send us a Humper Chat, and we're going to be talking about everything that happened on the Royal Rumble tonight. Uh, look, I'm not one to I told you so. Uh things but i will say this i've been saying for a while now that i had zero belief that the rock was going to be involved in anything i didn't think he was going to do wrestlemania i had and it, it wasn't like a true knock-on thing the, the the comparison i've been using is like rock's tone when he'd ever would whenever he'd be asked about you know possibly performing with Roman Reigns doing something at WrestleMania, all of that. It always sounded like the way I sound when I'm going to tell my kids no, but I don't quite have the reason yet. And so, like, when people would go, hey, are you going to be at WrestleMania? And he'd go, eh, you know, we'll talk about it. You know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. You know, and, and everybody's like, oh, he's being coy. And I'm like, no, I think he's trying not to hurt your feelings right now. But I, you know, because I've heard the 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 response of well rocks had 17 months to really know if he was going to work wrestlemania yeah i think he knew 17 months ago he wasn't going to work wrestlemania i think it's just now coming out that it, it wasn't going to happen um and uh you know roman did that appearance on the tonight show great appearance by the way i thought he was phenomenal on jimmy fallon Agreed. um last night and but jimmy fallon asked straight up is, you know what about the rumors is the rock are you gonna face the rock at wrestlemania I thought Roman gave a really blunt answer on that. And then the response to it was still, well, maybe he's being coy. Maybe, you know, there's a secret here happening. And I thought, no, that sounded like a pretty straightforward answer. But either way, uh, I, regardless of all that, I, I hope that those certain ideas around that are, are completely out the door now. I feel like, we have now reached the point where we have a very realistic idea of what to expect at WrestleMania. We have an idea of what to expect uh, going forward, and it doesn't necessarily need to have a whole lot of um, some of our fantasy ideas around it. Like I know for a long time we've been talking about what's Logan Paul going to do. We know he's working WrestleMania. Is he going to get the John Cena match? It's not sounding like it is now. As a matter of fact, it sounds like another opponent may have found his way into Logan Paul's eye. So that's cool. Um, a lot of people wanted to see Roman versus Sammy. I think people still kind of want to see that right now. Uh, but at least now we have an idea of where things are headed for WrestleMania. And it, I, I feel like we just, we have a much clearer idea of where things are heading. And I like that uh, some of the, kind of way out there ideas that some people have had about what WrestleMania is going to be are now kind of brought down to earth and it's still good. It still sounds really good. I'm still yeah. extremely excited about what it's all going to be again, though, send us those humper chats and super chats and let us know what you thought about the Royal rumble. And we will get all of that read. Um, and so, cause, uh, Kyo Alau, uh, says so awesome to see Mr. Professor on here, love fightful and what y'all are doing. Will next time there's an AEW or WWE show in Colorado. I'd love to meet. Uh, well, there's a WWE house show coming up here. I want to say in March, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, mm -hmm. but I was planning on taking my kids to that, assuming that, 
um, the stars align and I don't have any other like conflicts, I think I will be taking my kids to that show. So of course, if you ever see me at any show um, and Nick's the same way, come say hi, right? 100% man. If you see me at a show, come holler at me. Uh, me and Will met at an AEW show in New Orleans. Uh, a couple months ago, and that's that's how it was. And there were people coming up to me the whole show. They were like, "Hey, you're that guy. You do the videos. I really enjoy you. Can I take your picture?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just whenever you would see me out, just hit me up, man. If you see me at the store, hit me up. Let's talk. Let's I, chat. Let's I, talk I, about hey. Pringles. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. And and honestly, I love Nick Harrison's content. I it was one of those things where I felt like it was a match made in heaven when you hit me up and you were like, "Hey, are there any openings at Fightful?" And I was like. I don't know, but for you there should be, and so, uh, and so I, I connected you and Sean, and then now the the family has continued to grow here. One hundred percent. I love working with Fightful, man. It's a great time uh, doing the stuff with the Fightful TikTok is great, but also getting the opportunity to do these types of things, working with you, doing Day After Dynamite, um, going back on Fightful overbooked for the All Star Game. So I'm just I'm looking forward to doing more and more with the Fightful family as it arises. So thank you for the comment. I appreciate that. I'm happy to be here. And I enjoyed the Rumble too, man. And uh, I'm the same way. I really didn't want to see The Rock at the Rumble. I didn't want to see The Rock at WrestleMania. I didn't want to see The Rock back. I didn't feel like he was needed. He's got other things to do, bigger fish to fry. Uh, he's still dealing with the whole Black Adam thing. So I, he doesn't really have time for anything that's going on with WWE. So I enjoyed how they set up a lot of stuff. Like you said, I like how they brought Logan Paul in and you know possibly giving him another opponent for WrestleMania, somebody who he could work really well with. And I think it would be a phenomenal match. You saw what he did with Roman. So I think he can do the same thing with this person that you're talking about. I don't want to give any spoilers away until we actually get into the meat of uh, the Royal Rumble. But I thought that top to bottom, T to B, it was a pretty good show, and there's a lot of great moments that we're going to get to talk about tonight, and I'm waiting to hear uh, what some of the news from the presser is. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be a fun little show. Yeah, exactly, because uh, we got, you know, I got some notes from from Sean. He's been texting me. He, said, he noted that, you know, Rhea Ripley um, won't comment on who she'll challenge. Said her knee popped out, but she feels good. Um, so that's, uh, it's, it's good to know that she feels good. Um, hopefully that's something that they don't look at a day later and find out that it's, it's far worse. So, um, hoping for good things for Rhea Ripley. Um, Bray won't admit what Taker said to him. That'll probably be an eternal mystery and that's probably okay. Uh, I actually prefer the memes anyway. Um, and he says he and Alexa are connected and will have something down the line. He sure will be memorable. So, uh, because I've I've talked about that, how I felt like even though it's kind of connected on those same lines of they've got the Uncle Howdy stuff going, for the most part, I felt like Alexa and Bray exists on two different planets. Like they've got similar stuff happening, but none of it seems to be tied together. And I thought the Rumble would be the night to bring it all together. It kind of wasn't. It still felt like it existed in two different worlds. Yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's it's good that they're it's kind of separated, you know what I'm saying? It's like two different things. She's got her thing, he's got his thing. So yeah, I I I like that. I like that a lot. I don't want them to be <laughs> constantly tied together. I want them to be able to have their own separate things. Yes. And uh Cody says he liked the structure of being in creative. 
Uh, wait, sorry. Hold on. Let me read this. Cody says he liked the structure of creative in WWE, but also likes being free sometimes. Um, he says it was easy under Vince McMahon for him, and it's easy now under Triple H. Uh, I mean, this is Cody's first WWE rodeo without Vince McMahon. That This is a really interesting thing that, you know, Cody came in last year and was out on injury before Triple H took over creative. And so this is his first time working under Hunter. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I was always curious to how that was going to shake out. There was a piece of me that was wondering, is it actually going to happen or is Vince going to return just in time for Cody to basically have never gotten to work under Triple H? In uh, Simmons, uh, 211 says, here's a donation just from one brother to two amazing brothers hosting. Thank you, In Simmons. Always appreciate that. Uh, and we've got Tyrone Kidd says and i'll probably adjust that green there by the way just because it doesn't seem to match give me a second i i did that's that's bugging me and I've, i'm way too much of like uh a snob for these things so we're just gonna turn that red <laughs> sorry whoever had the green set for other flightful things but that's now officially red that was gonna drive me nuts tyrone kid says uh the guy from the video i thought he's the guy with the big show and rikishi love you nick keep killing it <laughs> i think there's been enough talk will it's time put no, just... <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> um, it's actually pretty good though i can I, I, it's funny that, that that picture the picture that he's talking about is the one uh from the big show show where they took with like Mick Foley and Rikishi and all those guys, but I put that picture out there and said that I had met all of them, but it was really Mark Henry. And it, <laughs> it, it fooled so many people. And they really thought it was it was me, but it was Mark Henry. So that that that's <laughs> thank you for bringing that up. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh the, the internet. Philosopher Wazim says the Royal Rumble is the ultimate test. The greatest challenge isn't to not get thrown off the top rope. It's getting down the ramp without getting winded. I mean, honestly, I want to see Nikki Cross's entrance like gift forever because that that run she made in was a uh, sprint, man. That was a complete sprint. Like, man, her cardio has got to be insane for her to do all of that and get down to the ring and still be able to do some of the stuff that she was doing. It reminded me of Forrest Gump. I actually posted that GIF, uh, USA Network commenting on it. Apparently, they <laughs> agreed with me that Forrest Gump running to uh, go get Jenny just down the road. That was 100% Nikki Cross, man. She was motoring. I mean, honestly, point? you know, the, the Ultimate Warrior entrance has always kind of been the one we always go to, right? Uh, <laughs> but I think Nikki Cross can officially replace it. That That's how I'm feeling right now. Uh, yeah. Van Twinblade, shout out Van Twinblade. Always love Van Twinblade. Says, zero out of ten show, no smooching. Uh, I mean, hey, if that's what you're after, all good. But, hey. Some people like cucumber. Some people think cucumbers taste better pickle. So, uh, congratulations to you. <laughs> go, go get it, brother. Do your thing. So let's talk about it. Show actually opened up. We got no pre-show, uh, and that was actually good for me because I had some time to squeeze in a nap um, yeah. because I did Grapsity early this morning, and I have been kind of all over. And I was up late last night, too. Went and saw Megan last night, and it was oh, so pretty much I'm like, I need to get something in before I do a podcast tonight. And well, You are a big, star, you know, a big <laughs> star. Everybody came. You know, did y'all have Tony Khan on again? Like, everybody came. Everybody can't get like crap. You know 
that big time. Don't don't hide. Come on. Hey, no. First off, this very <laughs> podcast here is gonna like triple Grapsity numbers just because that's how these post shows do. Uh, but as uh, fightful was reported on Fightful Select uh, earlier in the day. By the way, Fightful Select had a ton of scoops uh, as far as the Rumble was concerned. We had been reporting all day as far as everything we were hearing, and one of the pieces that was dropped today was the fact that the Men's Royal Rumble was going to open the show. Uh, And we got our hands on the match card order. Nothing changed. It was exactly as we thought it was going to be. Men's Rumble did indeed open the show. There's only been a few instances in Royal Rumble history where the Royal Rumble did not close. Actually, it was a few straight years that the Rumble did not close. A lot of people don't remember the 98 it didn't close. I don't think it closed in 96 either. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, didn't close in 2006. Definitely remember that because that was the the one where Undertaker lightning the ring and it collapsed. And so you couldn't have the Rumble go on last because... How do you go on after you collapse the ring? Uh, And also 2013, CM Punk losing the WWE title to The Rock also did not close the show. So there's been... It's happened before. Uh, And being that it's happened before, it it didn't surprise me when it was stated that the Rumble wasn't going to close. So here we are. Royal Rumble opening the show up. Uh, and I could not think of two better people to start the Royal Rumble than Sheamus and Gunther. Are you kidding me? The second, like, so first off, Gunther, number one in the Rumble. Um, and again, I was already okay with that, but then you mean to tell me that, uh, Sheamus was number two. First off, fightful match of the year. Yeah. Sheamus and Gunther get to open up the Royal Rumble. And yeah. hey, and that that's always one of my favorite things, right? You know, I think about uh, I think back to the 2005 Royal Rumble, Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero opening up. Um, and when you get to open with kind of two guys who are well acquainted with each other that we've seen previously have good matches with each other. Another one, 2008, opened up with The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. And uh, when you think about having kind of two guys like that open the Rumble, guys who are familiar with each other that we've just seen in the past year have, uh, you know, kind of banger interactions with each other. With Shawn Michaels and Undertaker, is especially special because they were the last two in the 07 Rumble, and that's considered kind of an all-timer in terms of ending the Rumble. They got to start it in 08. That's great stuff. Here, I I was extremely pleased with the, uh, the first two. But... One of the things that I think a lot of people were very disappointed with, I don't know if you're seeing a lot of this in your Twitter feed, Nick, but uh, we got a lot of people announced very early on. Um, WWE pretty much uh, going into the day, there were, I want to say, 19 people officially announced. And then uh, PW Insider dropped a list of an additional nine, which meant that there were 28 people announced. Then WWE dropped a list of 27, but that 27 did not include... It was in the 27 pretty much matched up what the PW Insider list had, except for Xavier Woods. So then there was a... Is it 27 or 28? Then Xavier Woods was in the match, so then the thought was, okay, maybe it's 28. But then there was no Madcap Moss in the match, so that was one where they definitely put one on the list to fool us. uh, And it ended up instead being Logan Paul. But a lot of people were 
annoyed at the idea of the list of Rumble participants for the most part being out? Do you prefer to kind of know who's in it? Or are you one that would love it to just be kind of a blank slate, don't tell us anybody? I'd like to know uh, who the majority of the people are going to be. And I like the fact that not everybody was announced. I like that there were a couple people that, you know, you had to kind of wonder about it. And they did fool us with the uh, the Moss deal and, and uh, Logan Paul being in it. You know, Ray was supposed to be in it. Technically, there were only 29 entrants in the Royal Rumble this year. As Ray Mysterio never made it out to the ring, thanks to uh, Prison Dom. Yes. Uh, so- now, the, the story uh, around that, of course, is that um, – Ray was pretty banged up after the match uh, just last night with uh, with Karrion Cross. Yeah. yeah, and so um, I, I don't know what the exact story behind that is, and I'll work to get more details on that, but my understanding is that uh, there was some legitimacy to why Ray Mysterio was not able to compete. Which is totally fine. I thought it was more to set up a possible match between himself and his son, at WrestleMania, which is kind of what I'm looking towards and thinking that it's going to be anyway. But it was I, I I did not mind there being a list being out at all uh, and still leaving room for some surprise entrance in the men's rumble. So, yeah, I didn't have a beef with it. I did see it on my Twitter feed where there were a good number of people who were upset about the list being out already and already knowing who a lot of the entrants were going to be. But you, and I know that part of the allure of the Rumble is who's going to be in the Royal Rumble, who are the surprises going to be, you know, who are some people who aren't possibly in the company right now that are going to end up in the company, who's been injured, but will be returning for the Rumble this year. A lot of people look forward to those types of things, but I didn't have a big beef with it. I just wanted there to be a good Rumble match. Well, yeah, I, I think the big thing is, again, there were a lot of people who had a lot of ideas. I mean... I think this was the longest list of rumored participants I had ever seen going into a Royal Rumble. The idea that we, I mean, I heard everybody from The Rock's going to be in this. Stone Cold Steve Austin's is going to be in this. John Cena is going to be in this. Jay White's going to be in this. Right. CM Punk's going to be in this. Randy Orton's going to be in this. Matt Riddle's going to be in this. Um, the, the list went on and on uh, as far as who could possibly show up to the point of where the two surprise entrance we got weren't on a whole lot of people's lists edge was on a lot of them but uh he wasn't high up as far as the wish list of rumble participants was concerned uh booker t was not on anybody's um and so the either way that those those were the i'd say so it was booker t edge and logan paul were the three surprise entrants we got um i get why wwe does this and I think a big piece of it is uh, level setting. I think it is expectation setting. There were a lot of people, and everybody I named there, a lot of people wanting Sami Zayn in the Royal Rumble, a lot of people who thought Sami Zayn was going to win the Royal Rumble. And I think WWE did everything in their power to try and tell you he's not even in the Rumble. Um, and we put out a list of everybody available on the main roster if he was going to be in it, you would see him in this list. And I think the fact that he wasn't ever named was supposed to kind of tell you. And then to make sure, we even saw in the pre-show that Roman tells Sami Zayn, you're going to stick with me all night. And to me, again, I think that was supposed to be a direct piece of information to you to say, Sami Zayn is not in this Royal Rumble match. 
Um, how did you feel about the order of participants? I was fine with it. Um, <clears throat> you know, it kind of you, you. The one thing I was wondering was, okay, so we already know Cody is in the Rumble. What number is he going to be at? Because Cody was a guy who a lot of people kind of figured was going to end up winning the Rumble if Sammy wasn't in it. So if Sammy's not in it, then Cody's got to be the winner. So we just want to know what number he's going to be. Uh, I was fine with the order of participants, especially with the way that it set some things up, uh, especially one and two, as you mentioned earlier. Like one, I love. You know, I, I I was saying it right before. I was like, man, what if Gunther is number one in this Rumble? Because he was a dark horse winner for a lot of people. He was somebody who a lot of people saw making it towards the end of the Rumble, uh, being in the final four, final five, final six, however you call it. And I like that because I like, I like Gunther, Walter, whatever you want to call him. Love the guy. I think he's a fan, phenomenal talent. And just seeing the way that he worked throughout the Rumble was really cool. Uh, some of the other participants and where they ended up in the Rumble, uh, you, I, I thought that it was a good mix of when folks were coming in and how they came in and how they were brought into the match. Uh, it, it, it lent a lot to storyline for some folks and how some things are going to work out uh, going into WrestleMania season. So I think it was a little inside baseball with the numbering of some entrance into the rubble or the, the, the spot that some guys went in. Uh, how did you feel about Brock Lesnar having uh, such a short stay in the Rumble? He came in, he came in like a house of fire. He he had um, so looking at the stats here, Brock had three eliminations, uh, but in coming in, it was. Uh, he, I will say this: Brock Lesnar definitely uh, got a payday for. Yeah, he was in there for three minutes and 34 seconds, according to the stats here. Um, that's one of the shorter stays in the Rumble. Um, even the Miz, who was tossed out like a sack of shit, was he even got four and a half minutes. Uh, but yeah, a lot of guys didn't get a whole lot of time. Angelo Dawkins didn't get a whole lot of time either. Yeah. Um, Otis was tossed out pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, Elias only got some seconds. But here we had Brock Lesnar came in. Uh, I thought it was a great moment. I think that um, Brock's presence, you know, it got a really big pop. As soon as Brock hits, you know that a star is entering. Uh, and, you know, he came in suplex city mode. But uh, to tell the story that they did with him and Bobby Lashley, Bobby Lashley also didn't really feel like he... It looks like he got a good amount of time, but I felt like... The way he went out, because he was eliminated by Seth Rollins, I thought it felt a little unceremonious. I liked the moment between Brock and Bobby. I thought Bobby eliminating Brock was like that. That popped me huge. How did you feel, yeah. though, about Bobby's presence in it? I think Bob, go, go back. I'll go back to your original question about how long Brock was in the rubble. I thought that was fine. Uh, Brock gives you bang for your buck because in the short time that he was in there, he suplexed every single person that was in the Rumble at the time. He got his hands on everybody. He got three eliminations. Like he did, he did his thing before being eliminated, and then he acted a fool on the outside before going to the back. So Brock gave you a, a, a truncated piece of what Brock usually gives you in these kinds of matches. Now for Bobby. 
Uh, I would have liked to see Bobby a little bit longer. I wanted to see Bobby make it towards the end of the Rumble. Uh, sure. But I think that, again, it's setting up something for later. Like Bobby eliminating Brock and all the stuff with Brock coming back and then costing Bobby the United States Championship on Raw. And it's all setting up for possibly one more big, huge match between Bobby and Brock down the line. Now, will they both be in the Elimination Chamber match? Or is that going to be a part of what happens and, you know, furthers their storyline? Is there going to be a match at WrestleMania? Uh, I mean, I feel at this stage, just take it to WrestleMania. I don't think... Uh, I don't see why. Although um, the crowd really gave Brock and Gunther uh, a reaction. I know that that was a rumor for a little bit as far as something we could possibly see. And uh, and I've heard, since heard that um, that's not on the table right now. But what's interesting is that when the fans got a glimpse of Brock and Gunther, now granted... You know, what's funny is as impressed as I am with Gunther's physique and how much weight he's lost and how um, how lean he's become. There's a little piece of me that when I saw Brock and Gunther come face to face, looked at the two of them and went, I probably would have been more impressed with Walter face to face with Brock (laughs) than than Gunther just because Gunther has slimmed down so much that Brock looks. Brock looks like Brock, and uh, but the crowd gave them a reaction. So it, yeah. it seemed like something people wanted to see. But I think they're just going to push this to Mania. I think at this stage, why not? Why why continue to hold on to it? Yeah. So and I'm uh, all for it, man. I'm all for it. Give me Bobby versus Brock again. I'm all for it. Yes, one hundred percent for it. And so looking at some other Rumble stats. Uh, you know, Baron Corbin. So going over the order of the Rumble, we had Gunther, we had Sheamus, we had The Miz. Kofi Kingston's one we got to talk about. Kofi Kingston, yeah. um, known for his famed eliminations, uh, although I appreciated his uh, that online promo he did a couple years ago where he talked about uh, when they asked him about what his latest trick is going to be. He was like, tricks? I am here to win the Royal Rumble. This ain't about some tricks. Um, yeah. I loved it. That was great stuff. Uh, but something went very wrong here and we weren't able to get the Kofi Kingston moment that we usually get in the Royal Rumble. Second year in a row. Second year in a row. Second year, the second year in a row that we've had this kind of thing with Kofi eliminations. And I tell you, I I saw what they were trying to do and Mm -hmm. it would have been really cool. Like if they had tried to play it off and maybe say, yeah, he still only had one foot hit. Because when he was hugged up against the chair and it was on the ground, one foot was up in the air. But right. I figured that somehow, some way, both feet hit, and it wasn't he wasn't going to be able to get up to where he was he needed to be without a little bit of help. So uh, it sucks, man, because that's another thing. Because I, I went, I did a live stream right before the rumble and there were people in the chat who were saying one of the things that they watched the rumble for were the Kofi eliminations and to see how he gets out of these jams you know it's like people who used to watch the Dukes of Hazard and Waylon Jennings would come on and say oh those Duke boys are in the jam once again how are they gonna get out of this pickle like how is Kofi Kingston gonna get out of this situation of being eliminated from the rumble and that's what people sometimes watch for and for two years in a row we it, it, it really hasn't. We haven't had to ha- get that situation, that moment, 
And it sucks, man. It does. It, it stings. It's terrible. And this uh, is and I, uh, Tony yeah. M's question, by the way, was, do you know what happened with the Kofi chair spot? And, um, I mean, Nick just described it here. Uh, it just it didn't go the way it was supposed to. And no. there was no way out. You could tell on commentary they were trying to recover. Speaking of commentary, by the way, we have Pat McAfee back on the show. Uh, Pat McAfee, that was a surprise. Um, I thought he was going to be the number one entrant in the Rumble when his music hit. Uh, I thought, oh, we're just we're just doing this, huh? Um, but no, he was back on commentary. We had a a trio of Michael Cole and Corey Graves and Pat McAfee on commentary for the entirety of the show. Uh, I don't know what that means. Is Pat McAfee back permanently? Did they say that? They didn't say that. I don't know. Uh, they did talk about part-time with Pat. Uh, they mentioned part-time or him being part-time because of the football thing. But since football season, college football season is over, mm-hmm. uh, I would assume that he would be coming back and maybe we get a three-man booth on SmackDown between Michael Cole, uh, Wade Barrett, and Pat McAfee, which I would not be against in the slightest. Uh, so, I mean, but I don't know. Uh, I would like to see Pat back. What about you? Do you would you like I, I mean, Pat look, back on a permanent basis? I'm not a Pat McAfee guy, and I know that's not popular with the chat. I know that Pat McAfee definitely is a lot of people's cup of tea. He is definitely not mine. Um, <laughs> but there's... Uh, <laughs> but I, I I get why people like Pat McAfee. Yeah. I his style isn't for me. I will say that I have been really into Michael Cole as of late, mm. and I think what is this man's beef with Top Dollar? Like that oh man, Top Dollar is not even on this show. <laughs> what is a What has AJ done to this man? Like seriously, <laughs> what did AJ do to him? Like that goofy Top Dollar. Like what? Are, what did he do? Like, what did he do? You know, I don't know if AJ know. Like, this is crazy. Like, I, it was two days in a row because, I mean, he, I mean, first off, he was coming at him on SmackDown this week. Yeah. But then we had, uh, he wasn't on this show at all. Literally. And he you have did a lot. come out with B-Fab. Like, he, he did. did see yes. him at the top of the ramp with him and uh, Ashanti and be fair before she came out for her spot in the rumble but but dollar wasn't in the rumble no that was where michael cole was coming at him and he was just coming at him he he landed better than top dollar he did a better better job going over the top rope than top dollar like what what are we doing we just you (laughs) saw what happened to ricochet because of what he was saying about top dollar michael cole you want some of that too do you want some of that smoke i don't think you do sir Going down the entrance some more, we had Johnny Gargano. Um, you know, I I have been kind of a big critic of Johnny's run since coming back to WWE. Um, I've had concerns about uh, kind of where he's been placed and what they've been doing with him. I feel like uh, it's not to say that Johnny is necessarily bad at the non-wrestling stuff because when you watched NXT and you saw the way, you knew that stuff he could do. But I feel like as a guy whose moniker is Johnny Wrestling, um, I thought they weren't giving him enough of that in his uh, in his run on Monday Night Raw. And I don't know. I feel like the response to him was fairly tepid. I thought uh, he... he got, and he was in that match for 30 minutes, by the way. But it... It didn't feel like he got much. He got zero eliminations in that time. 
and uh, he the reaction to him wasn't all that great. I have concerns about this run of Johnny Gargano's. First of all, why are you messing with Rebel Heart? <laughs> That's first and foremost. Why are we touching Rebel Heart? Like, it was fine exactly where it was. It didn't need to be touched. And that was my big thing that they messed with that. And that kind of threw me off at the very beginning. I was like, what is the song? It's Rebel Heart. Is it really? Why? Uh, but then he gets into the match, and like you said, it doesn't really make a dent. Like, it didn't do a whole lot. And it was almost as if he was just a body uh, for the Rumble, like an extra body that might have been needed. Uh, yeah. Didn't really get a, a pop, like, talking about it. It just, I mean, it it, it, left, a little, it left a little be desired. I, I, I want more for Johnny. Because I do too. We, because we saw the run in NXT. We saw, we know the kind of competitor that he is. Maybe a reunion with Ciampa when he gets healthy and, you know, do a DIY deal. You know, maybe something like that. I don't know. Would recharge, refresh, invigorate uh, what Johnny's trying to do. But I, I, I want more for him. I don't, I don't think I need more from him. Because he doesn't really disappoint whenever he gets into the ring for me. But I think I want more for him. Like, I want them to try. Maybe they're struggling to try to find what his place is going to be on the main roster. I don't know. But uh, we we shall see. Yep, we also had Xavier Woods in the match. Karrion Cross, who really didn't get much at all. He was only in there for four minutes um, and got tossed out by drew like a sack shit um we had uh i I mean he at least got to to take a claymore over the top um we had chad gable was in there drew mcintyre got a really strong run drew mcintyre was in there and they were really playing up the the partnership with sheamus and there was really never any any dissension you maybe probably felt like at some point oh when are they gonna um face off with each other when are they gonna you know finally turn on each other never happened they pretty much spent their whole time in the rumble trying to protect each other uh, before they both got dumped out together. Uh, but Drew McIntyre had a strong run in there. There was Santos Escobar, Angelo Dawkins. We talked about Brock and Bobby, Baron Corbin. Seth freaking Rollins really went on a strong run. He was in there for 37 minutes. Yeah. Um, you had Otis. Uh, Seth Rollins got two eliminations, by the way, uh, one of them being Bobby Lashley. Um, Otis was in there. Uh, we talked about Rey Mysterio, who was not actually in the match. Um, but yeah. That's because Dominic who had a really long run in the match, more than you would have ever expected for Dominic. Dominic was in this match for 25 minutes. Dominic Mysterio uh, came out in Ray's mask, and uh, he he basically got the show out in the Rumble. As a matter of fact, the entire Judgment Day really got to have the the faction spot in the Rumble this year. They yes. um, There was a point where all of them were in the ring together. They got a pretty good run, yeah. They did. Um, Elias, like we said, he got dumped out. Um, Finn Balor, he was in for about seven minutes. He had two eliminations. Booker T came in, did a spin rooney and then got thrown out 40 seconds. Uh, we had uh, Damian Priest again. We talked about the fact that the whole faction was in there. I th- one of the more disappointing runs, I thought, was Montez Ford at 24 yeah. or 23. Uh, Montez Ford was out in 40 seconds. He's in there for just a second. They got dumped out, but did have one of the one of my favorite moments of tonight's rumble where he's outside, he's looking at the judgment day in front of my friends, in front of my friends. 
like that that was hilarious to me and that was that was kind of but you know we're talking i'm watching with a buddy of mine as montez ford is coming out and we're talking it's like here we go montez is about to get that shine he's about to come in make a couple of eliminations maybe he makes it to the final five or four uh makes a good run in the rumble and people start to see that singles potential that we see from montez ford was not the case was yeah. not the case at all and it was kind of disappointing uh, to not be able to see Montez Ford get that rub and get that run in the rumble. That's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see him do a little bit of just, you know, we know what Montez Ford brings to the table, and we usually get to see a whole lot of cool athleticism, and a rumble is a really good place to showcase that. I was disappointed that we didn't get to see much from that. Um, Broadway Joe says, uh, Bobby was the only elimination where I thought, oh, that's weird. Everything else was what you'd expect, maybe injury. I don't think it was. I think it was just a story they were telling um, yeah. that – you know, Seth and Bobby and uh, Austin Theory have been so tied to each other over the last couple of months that I think, and then of course Seth or Bobby himself has been tied to Brock. So I think Bobby told the story he was there to tell. Which, speaking of which, Mr. Andrew says it was a very story-driven men's rumble than past years. It wasn't anything crazy with the surprises, but focused on storylines, starting, ending, and continuing. Um, that's definitely something we got out of this rumble. Long-term uh, storytelling, Will. Long-term long storytelling. storytelling. Shout out Public Enemies, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> uh, we also saw, which, by the way, we are at the one-year anniversary of that bit. Uh, shout out to Public Enemies, but that all started at the at Seth Rollins coming in with the Shield stuff, and that whole bit for them blew up af- at the Royal Rumble yep. last year. You are one hundred percent correct. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm just now remembering where that bit came from. Them, but shout out Public Enemies podcast. Uh, next one in was Edge. He was a surprise entrant. He wasn't in very long at all. He basically came in and got to wrap up the Judgment Day storyline. Uh, he got to eliminate Finn Balor and uh, Damian Priest, who then turned around and eliminated him, uh, which then led to the return of Beth Phoenix, yes. who got to spear and take out Rhea Ripley at the top of the ramp. Yes. That was that was a great moment. Uh again, just the judgment day and Edge and Rhea and Beth all intertwined because again, they always ask the question, who how do you solve the Rhea Ripley question, equation? And Beth kind of answered that question. Uh and she does kind of answer that question because she's a Amazon man. It's Beth freaking Phoenix. So, of course, she's going to be able to kind of step up to the plate. But I think that whole interaction was really great. And like the the comment just said, a lot of storylines being driven in this year's Royal Rumble, which speaks to the booking that WWE has done over the past, like over the past couple of months uh, leading into this point and kind of building these stories. It was very story driven Rumble, to be honest. Mm -hmm. With that, with the men's rumble and with the stuff with the bloodline, very story-driven rumble, and I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. Uh, continuing on, we saw Austin Theory make his way in. Um, he had, then we saw Omos, uh, Braun Strowman, who was tied to his tag partner Ricochet, mm-hmm. uh, and then that at twenty-nine we had the surprise entrant of Logan Paul. And pretty much at that point, we knew who number 30 was going to be, the centerpiece of the Royal Rumble, the one we knew the entire time was going to be in 
this match, and it was just a matter of what he was going to do. I had concerns, honestly, about him coming in at number 30. I was worried that he wasn't going to get to do enough. I thought about last year's Royal Rumble with Brock coming in so late and uh, the ending stretch of the match not going very long. But pleasantly surprised. Cody Rhodes was number 30. But it wasn't a quick number 30. Cody Rhodes came in and had himself a good little rumble match. He had five eliminations in here. Uh, He had a very long stretch with the number one entrant. This was the first time ever that a number one and a number 30 were the final two. And Cody, uh, I think he had a really strong rumble showing for being a number 30. Yeah, I think so too. It it makes me think of, and I was watching that rumble earlier today. Was it 08? where Cena came in at 30 and won yes. the Rumble and uh-huh. uh, had a pretty good run. Greatest Rumble end. moment of all time. Oh, it's I, a great moment, man. I, I, there are a few Rumble moment. moments I love more than that one, but there are some times when I am down. Because I, I, I this is what I do with my spare time, by the way, folks, is I watch old wrestling moments to, to get that like feeling of, to get those goosebumps that I had at the time, I'll go back and watch that stuff to remember how I felt. And a moment I go back to often, I can recite the commentary word for word. Uh, when, when As soon as JR says, oh, wait a minute, my God, it's John Cena. Like that moment gets me every single time because that the feeling of that moment, what really made it work was one, how WWE lied to us about his injury. I know they like to kayfabe and say that, oh, Cena recovered in superhuman time. That's not what happened. Cena just, the injury wasn't as severe as uh, they originally said. And the funny thing was, at the time, shout out Mike Johnson, PW Insider reported the original correct injury time. The day (laughs) of his injury, PW Insider reported John Cena to be out three months. And we like we were like, okay, three months, that sounds right. Then the next day, WWE was like, six to 12 months is how long Cena will be out. And nobody at the time thought to question WWE on that and was like, uh, hey, maybe they're lying about this because they're setting him up to return at the Rumble. And <laughs> that original time that the dirt sheets broke of three months was actually correct. But either way, he was in so few people's minds. And the funny thing is when that music hit, I remember I had this feeling of like, there's no way John Cena is not here and you see him walk out, but his head is down and there's this like moment going through your, uh, this thought going through your head of maybe it's not really John Cena. Maybe it's just somebody messing with us. And then he looks up and that moment where he looks up and you get this realization that it's actually John Cena, that he actually came back. Amazing moment. Such a great if, moment. if you didn't get to experience that live, I feel sorry for you because that was magic. That was yeah. something special that, uh, has been really hard to duplicate. You, you can't really duplicate that now. Even when you look at like Edge's return in 2020, that had been spoiled all over the place. Edge had been trying to deny it. Uh, he was like, oh, uh, yeah, I got some magical surgery that fixed my neck. Come on, guys, you know. And it was, and everybody who knew was just like, okay, Edge. Uh, but, yeah. and, it, and it turned out, yeah, he returned at the Rumble. It was like it was a cool moment, but it was like the worst kept secret in spoiler history right but cody here man cody rhodes uh i know there there was a lot of unfounded speculation over how this would be received 
I know there are a lot of people saying, oh, Cody's going to get himself booed again like he did in AEW because people are going to feel slighted by the fact that they're not getting the Sami Zayn story. None of that happened. I didn't expect any of that to happen, but sure enough, none of that happened. Uh, what we got was just a straight-up Cody Rhodes being Cody Rhodes, and he had his what up until this point is the biggest moment of his career. Yes, it was great. Uh, I loved his run in the Rumble and some of the spots. Uh, I loved him doing the uh, Shattered Dreams uh, spot as a shout-out yeah, to his brother. Cool. Kind of It's tying into what Swerve said on – Rampage, <laughs> Rampage yeah. or Friday, so it all got it all kind of tied together. It was really cool. Uh, I it was we all kind of saw it coming, but I think he met or exceeded expectation of what he was going to be able to do in the Rumble. Uh, and now he we've set up. Uh, well, now we wonder and wait. It's because of the events of everything else that happened at the Rumble tonight. We wonder how it's all going to tie into WrestleMania. Like, what is Cody going to do at WrestleMania? There have been those ideas that were floated out before the Rumble. Uh, what is going to happen White night one, night two, how the belts might be split, and all of this other stuff that's going on. So I don't know. It, it, it's all Honestly, you know what I want? I want it as straightforward as possible. That's what I'll Cody that, Rhodes. That Cody too. Rhodes challenges Roman Reigns for both belts. Don't do a complicated split. You don't have to do that right now. Cody Rhodes challenges the universal WWE undisputed champion. That's it. And the thing is, I think there's a real simple story to tell here. Uh, I like the fact that Roman is now being approached by a challenger that is completely out of left field. You know, as far as um, Kevin Owens is concerned, this is his third time facing it. Sorry, Four. third time facing him at the Rumble. It was it. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say third time just at the Rumble alone. But either way, he has tied it up with Kevin Owens a million times. They faced each other on SmackDown, on Raw. You know, Kevin Owens is somebody who's been part of Roman's past. Brock Lesnar, he's faced a million times. Yeah. Um, he's faced Jay Uso. There's so many different stories that the Edge, John Cena, a lot of stories that Roman has had over these last three years of his title reign. So I love the idea of somebody completely outside now stepping to Roman, somebody that Roman has no ties with, no history with, nothing. And it's like, how does Roman prepare for this? Roman knew John Cena already. Roman knew Edge. Roman knew Brock. He knew all these guys. But does he know Cody Rhodes? I mean, he does, right? He knows him from the Shield stuff. Um, and that that's as far back as we can go. But it, yeah. it's kind of cool that as far as this is concerned, in this title reign, we now have an outside force that poses a threat to Roman Reigns. And look, Cody's move to WWE is now officially justified. If he doesn't win the title, he still has one of the biggest moments you can get in WWE. And uh, if you ever wanted to send a message to the AEW roster that, hey, there's a home for you here, I think they sent it with Cody Rhodes. They sent it last year at WrestleMania, but I think they also sent it here with the idea that Cody Rhodes has a big career moment in the middle of the ring, in the middle of the Royal Rumble. One of the, I, I call it the second biggest pay-per-view WWE has. I think mm -hmm. 
But honestly, I put it above SummerSlam. I put it above uh, Survivor Series. I don't think there is a bigger one to me than the Royal Rumble, um, other than WrestleMania, obviously. Right, right, uh, right. But I just, for Cody to have this moment, I think matters a lot. Uh, Man with Beard says, I hope everyone caught the little tribute to the elite from Cody, the Too Sweet and the Bang. Not only did I catch that, the Young Bucks caught it. They posted about it. Uh, they cha- or they changed their Twitter bio as the Young Bucks don't post anything. As they tend to do. Yeah. So that was cool. Uh, Air Honky Goldfish. There's no way that's your real name. Uh, while Cody winning was great and the right choice, something that stood out to me was how strong they make Gunther look. Uh, I could see him winning next year's Rumble. All hail the ring general. I don't... That's a stretch. I don't see it happening like that. Um, but... I'm seeing winning next year's Rumble. That feels like, you know what? Um, pull this podcast up in a year and uh, tell me how wrong I was. But I don't see it happening there. Uh, but I do think that I absolutely agree with the idea that they made it look great. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. Because they want. I mean, I don't. You want to make Gunther look strong. Like he's a talent, man. He's a ta- He's a legit talent. He's an Intercontinental Champion for a reason. I think he's going to give the Honky Tonk Man a run for his money. I think he's going to get a pretty decent match at WrestleMania uh, against the top contender, uh, somebody who, again, who he could have a really good match with. Uh, as far as him winning the Rumble next year, I, I see what you're saying, and I see the logic to it because of how good he looks right now. But I want to see how they kind of build him up throughout the year leading into next year before we try to make that a thing. Uh, could I see it? Sure, eventually, but maybe not next year. But I, I totally see where you're going with that. And I, 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 I for your sake, I hope he does. Because I yes. want to be able to see you do the I told you so dance like Will did with The Rock. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, please. I honestly look. Speaking <laughs> of, I told you so. We're gonna get to an I told you so in just a minute. But I want to read a, uh, one last one on this match. Um, let's see. Justin McLucky says, with Cody's win, uh, putting him into the feud with Roman will be tough because of Sammy. How about a triple threat? Two out of three falls for both belts. Sammy, Cody, and Roman. Um, and Cody pins Sammy to win the WWE title. Then Sammy pins Roman to win the Universal title. Thoughts. <sighs> I personally just want it straightforward. I don't want to complicate things. I want just a challenger whose goal is to become champion to become champion. And I love the fact that Cody Rhodes has been saying since the beginning, since he got back to WWE, my goal is to be WWE champion. And now he's on the path for that goal. I I love the simplicity of professional wrestling, of somebody wanting to challenge for a title and getting to it. Um, I think Sammy will probably get his shot Probably next month, I think you could probably do it at in in his hometown of Montreal, in eliminate at elimination chamber and kind of blow that off. Because I think whenever it happens, Roman's gonna beat him. Like that's the thing is um, that was the concern I had all along. Where the talk was, you know, Sammy could win the Royal Rumble. I could I would have loved to have seen that happen as far as a moment. But I think when you put those two in the ring, like. Roman's going to beat Sammy. Um, and it's not Jesse. Sammy's going to beat him. I mean, Roman's going to beat him. Like, that's that's how I feel that's going to ultimately play out. And yeah. uh, I don't know. But we'll talk about that. We'll talk about it when we get to the ending. Uh, but I do want to read a word from our sponsor. 
If you're on the road like I am or at home, you want to make sure you get a good shave. You want to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. And you can do that with Harry's razors. Harry's.com slash Fightful. The Truman Shave Trial Set is a $15 value for just $3 at harrys.com slash Fightful. They got that great razor. It's German engineered. It's got five blades. It's got that weighted handle. You got the foaming shave gel, a travel cover. That way, when you're on the road, like I am right now, you can make sure that you get your shave and not lose all your stuff. You'll be able to put it in that, that travel cover Take it right with you. You can schedule replacement blades whenever you need them with refills as low as $2. Harrys.com slash Fightful. They went and got a German blade factory. That way they could bring you the best shave possible. They have the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry. And what I love, they're offering a no-risk trial. If for some reason you don't like your shave, it's on them at Harrys.com slash Fightful. What are you waiting for? Make yourself look good. Look, look like this. You want to look like this, don't you? Harrys.com slash Fightful. Harrys.com slash Fightful. I don't understand why y'all didn't get me to do that ad. I can, I can, <laughs> I can advertise razors, right? Like that. <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you, Nick. Let me ask you about this next match. We got to okay. talk about it. Because I told everybody, for those of you who watch Grap City, for those of you who uh, follow all of my other shows, you may know a little thing about me is that I am not the biggest Bray Wyatt guy. That uh, no, I didn't that know that. I may sometimes feel like Bray stuff can miss far more often than it hits, and I think that a lot of people aren't willing to. Uh, Except that about Bray, that I have, I've, I've gone through this weird relationship with Bray over the last ten years. That I always get excited when something begins, and then when it ends, I'm always like, "Ugh, why?" And I, going back to the Fiend, it was like, "Oh, this could be interesting." And by the end, I was like, "Oh, this sucks so bad." Um, and going back before that, uh, the, the run with Matt Hardy, where I'm like, oh, this could be good. And by the end, I'm like, oh, this sucks. Uh, and before that, the feud with Randy Orton, um, and I'm not talking about the feed one. I'm talking about the one where we saw bugs projected on the, the ring. Oh, this could be an interesting thing. By the end of it, I, I thought it sucked. And this run here. So, again, an exciting return back at Extreme Rules, right? But fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me, you can't get fooled again. No, so, but when you talk about the third time, by the third time, I'm like, okay, you're done fooling me, Bray Wyatt. Not falling for it this time. And so this time around, I have been kind of skeptical. They announced this pitch black match, and I'm like, yeah, okay. And I said on Grapsity this morning, if. That match delivers and delivers something great. I will come on this show and apologize for all the Bray Wyatt slander I've ever had over the last 10 years on any podcast I've ever done. However, if it sucks, I was going to come on here and be like, I told you so. You know that this is, this is what you get out of Bray Wyatt. And guess what? That shit was trash. That shit sucked. Nothing about this was any good. Um, and... I warned you all. I 
freaking warned you that this was going to be trash. I don't understand. So, let's talk about it. We have the Mountain Dew Pitch Black match. You got your Mountain Dew Pitch Black with you, Nick Harrison? Did you go out and buy a Mountain Dew Pitch Black? Because everybody else did. They were all excited for this match. You know? They said it was a Dollar General. I couldn't find it. Oh, they've got cases of them outside my local King Supers. When I walk in, there's uh, a whole stand for Mountain Dew Pitch Black. This match wasn't very long. They so got that, it in Louisiana, apparently. I, got, I couldn't get it. The saving grace of this match is that it only went five minutes. Yeah. The uh, negative side was everything else. So lights go out, and uh, we get kind of a cool visual. We see, um, we see Bray Wyatt. So uh, we get a black light, and we see Bray Wyatt. He's, he's got his neon paint. Looks really cool. Uh... That's about it. I I was not feeling much of any of this. And, oh, guess who we're joined by? Uh, hey, hold on, hold on. Before you guys jump in, let me fix a couple of things, guys. And then, yeah, actually, they're, they're trying to jump in here shortly. You know what I'm going to do? Uh, I'm going to do a quick graphic adjustment. And do you see that bar that's separating me and Nick Harrison? I'm going to go... Bam, gone. See that? Now it's gone. So that way, if a third person just happens to jump in here, they'll be able to, to make this work. And here they go. We've got... Oh, there's no way we can make that work at all. Oh, kind of. <laughs> yeah, we ain't getting that close. Get close. Get a little closer. <laughs> this, is <laughs> this is like Daddy Mace video. <laughs> No one can tell. I'm getting paid regardless, so as long as my pinky comes out. Pinky's out. Go, Sean, get in the camera. You love the attention. Pinky's out. What is this what we're doing? Is our connection okay? Will, it's actually pinky out, man. What are it's, you it's, it's actually good. Pinky's out. Pinky's out. Pinky's out. Pinky's out. Okay. Pinky's out. Okay. I mean, yeah, you know, there are other ways to do this. Oh, yeah. We oh, can do that. Like that. Yeah, that looks better. And, yeah. Except then my head's cut off, that so then we might better. as well just like drop the overlay. Well, yeah, there we, we go. Yeah, so. so we just we just got out of the presser. It was, it was a fun time. Denise was loud. Will, can you believe up. that? <laughs> what? We didn't we'll hear talk about Denise being loud. We didn't hear that at all. Nobody said that. I got called out by Cody Rhodes for being too loud, and I had my headphones on, and it was so embarrassing. <laughs> I'm shocked because it's it's 12:40 and for sure people in my hotel are like, who is this? Who is this gentleman? But hey, we were at the Royal Rumble. We we're at the press box. Do y'all have any questions about the live experience? The live well, experience. So it's funny because we just got through going over the entirety of the the men's Royal Rumble. Not gonna get back into that okay. at all. But we are currently talking about the Mountain Dew Pitch Black match. And so, oh boy, I, <laughs> I have to tell you, by the way. I sent Denise a picture during this uh, this whole thing. I laughed so hard at the outcome of this match. There were literal tears coming down my face. I haven't had that good of a belly laugh at anything that's taken place in professional wrestling in a long time. This this seriously made my year, guys. Yeah, I saw if your it could- picture that you sent. I know it's top secret, but. 
Uh, I got your picture, Will. Yeah, with the tears. Oh, I would just say, I would just say, with the tears streaming down my face. I thought it was that funny. There was nothing I found funnier than the outcome of this match. And if it, when I, it's not just the outcome. It's not just the fact that the match was over in five minutes. But then we make their way up the to the top of the ramp. Bray Wyatt, LA Knight, continue brawling, and. <laughs> The ending. <laughs> I can't breathe. So we finally see Uncle Howdy, and he takes a dive. Oh, the well, LA Knight me. misses him by well, two feet. Somebody tweeted me that he was closer to landing in Los Angeles than LA Knight. <laughs> So you all could see how bad he missed him because oh, live yes. I was like, this is camera great. Like that they're for sure just they for sure made it look better on camera. But, but I, they showed it on the replay. This is what I don't get. Why would you show it again on the replay? Like just let it be that one time. Because if you missed it, you missed it. But when I saw it, I'm like, wait, what? And then they did the replay, and that's when I realized that oh, he really missed it. Oh, great. they had they had a full opportunity to kind of just wash this away, just be like, you know what? We don't know what happened here. Something crazy with Uncle Howdy and move on. But the fact that they re-showed it. How was this received live? We don't know. We couldn't see shit. I didn't even know where they were at. So there was a platform where they were at where the whole thing happened. I didn't even know they were there. I was watching on the TV screen and then I realized it too late. And by then, the whole thing had already passed. So I saw everything on the big screen. And so, yeah. It was it was pretty rough. Um, I, I just want to say, like, Bray Wyatt was at the presser. He was wonderful. He's so wonderful and personable and genuine. And <laughs> there was a very respected wrestler that, that after I had tweeted what Bray said, where Bray said that he felt a lot of pressure, but he feels better now that the match is over. Another wrestler said, yeah, we all felt better when the match was over. Like, look, they had a shot to do something. They tried something different, and I applaud that. However, with that being said, the match itself, it was one of those things where, I hate to say it, but you start looking any place else but the actual matchup. And unfortunately, I felt like being in the live audience, there was two matches that took place that completely kind of killed the crowd. Like the crowd started off really, really hot. And when we got into this pitch black match and unfortunately also the Bianca Alexa Bliss match, that's when the crowd really, really kind of died down a bit. And it took a second to get them back. Yeah, that, that Bianca Alexa match was short. And it is worth noting uh, as we'll kind of cover the live experience of both of these matches simultaneously. Bray Wyatt said at the presser, I'm sure we're going to always be connected, me and he, meaning he and Alexa. And he says that he's sure that eventually they'll do something and it'll be memorable. But, yeah, we can skip those two if you want. Um, men's Royal Rumble. I saw a lot of people, like, bearing that match. I, and I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was all right. Yeah. I, no, I, I enjoyed so the men's Rumble. Like, in, in person, I thought it was fun. Yeah, it was, it was good it was spots, okay. yeah. yeah. I, I guess my overall thought on the Men's Royal Rumble, because I guess we didn't really like, we just went over it, but we didn't really like kind of wrap up on the Men's Rumble overall. But my honest feeling on it was that 
because I see a lot of people on Twitter basically dogging it, saying that it sucked. Yeah. Um, and I think that has a lot to do with some of the astronomical expectations of this this rumble didn't yeah. this rumble didn't have stone cold steve austin it didn't have the rock it didn't have cm punk it didn't have jay well, white it didn't have uh i, I just want to say guess who guess who never reported that anybody on this show never 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 ever reported it in fact we reported that they they pitched austin for roman reigns a, a couple months or not not a couple months ago earlier this month like there were there had been no indications given to me or reported on Fightful Select that The Rock or Stone Cold was going to be there. And I know, and Triple H said this too, we have those conversations every year. And when somebody said WrestleMania 40s next year, he goes, yeah, it is. But I mean, Rock knows when WrestleMania is. He knows when it is every year. He knows it's every March or April. This is not a secret. He's referenced Roman Reigns on Young Rock. He knows when the show is. It. This is not new to him. He's he's done several of them. I really felt like it was this year or never. But Triple H flat out said, "I don't think it's in the cards." He goes, "I don't think that that The Rock is going to be at WrestleMania. Anything could happen, but I don't think it's going to happen. But we'll continue to have those conversations." Said that he saw a picture of The Rock about to do the people's elbow on him and he could see goosebumps on him. So he took a picture of that and sent it to rock one time and was like, Hollywood doesn't do this for you. So, I mean, like he's act always. Did he didn't re- rock didn't respond with like a pay stub. WWE doesn't do this for me. <laughs> like shut up. I'm reading over the skyscraper box office numbers for China right now, buddy. But I mean, okay. Black Adam didn't work out. Who knows how long Young Rock will go? I mean, not everything is a hit right now for for The Rock, but he ain't doing Mania this year by the looks of it. No, I think Triple H pretty much shut yeah. that down today. Yeah. He answered that question really good because even he was like, "Well, I heard he isn't in shape." Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, really look, funny, Roman actually. Roman did the Tonight Show yesterday and shut it down there, and people were like, "Oh, maybe yeah. he's being coy," and I'm like, "No, that's not being coy. That's being blunt." What are you talking right. about? But Either way, my feeling overall on the Rumble was that I think it was a very by-the-numbers Rumble. It definitely didn't take any chances other than their very, very cool Logan Paul ricochet spot. Um, But I think for the most part, it didn't take any chances in terms of doing something different with the Royal Rumble. You know, when you look at like the 2010 Royal Rumble and you had the Straight Edge Society stuff with CM Punk trying to recruit throughout the match or Brock Lesnar eliminating people one by one in 2020, like... You have those unique Royal Rumbles that tell some really cool stories. <gasps> Look who it is! We got a guest. We're, we're the Forbidden Door. We've I know. Here as well. We're bringing all the stars here with, with Professor Nick and Will Washington. Uh, oh but I do agree with you. I thought it was a safe Rumble. I thought it was yes. a safe Rumble for Triple H's first Rumble. And like you said, like I, I don't think being predictable is bad if it's good and we've known the story with cody all along what did you think of this rumble as triple h's first i mean it was okay (laughs) that's that's the general feeling i don't think it's bad i i think it was fine and i think that's okay too um that it didn't take a whole lot of chances it was fine I'll, i'll tell you what i loved Gunther breaking, smashing the the rumble record, like for a regular rumble. 
And then, like, one of my favorite Rumble moments of all time was Shawn Michaels and Undertaker having, like, a mini match at the end. Cody and Gunther did that, and it was such a unique thing because you had the baby face fresh at number three. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Pretty but with a ton of ring rust and the heel was the guy who had been there for 70 minutes. Yeah. And sometimes you just see, Oh, well, the reason why Gunther is, is the way that he is is because he's, he's just good at this. He's just really good and he can beat anybody at any time. So I, I love the finish. I actually love the finish of both rumbles. Yeah. They were both yeah really I was going to say, because speaking of records being smashed, I thought it was interesting and commentary wasn't even catching it until they realized Somebody wasn't catching that Liv Morgan was still in the match, right? Because they like kept putting over yes. on commentary uh-huh. that Rhea Ripley is setting the women's rumble record for time in the match. And then finally they noticed, wait, Liv Morgan's also still here. 
So then wow, she's also setting wow. the women's record. And then yeah. because Liv Morgan was the last one eliminated, they both now hold the record they because they were it. in the Rumble for the exact same amount of time. Right. Uh, and I, I think that's actually kind of a cool stat that, and one that they should probably hold on to for a long time. And Rhea yeah. said, like, she, she made sure in the presser to be like, Liv deserves as much credit because she did this too. She was she was part of this. Uh, she wouldn't specify who she's challenging, by the way, but I loved the finish. There were there were several things in the women's rumble I really liked. Kana, that was yeah. that was everybody knew who she was. And that was very cool. Like everybody knew that that was who Asuka used to be in that arena, or at least it felt like it. Yeah. It got a massive I, I had a- reaction people that got like one of the biggest reactions for the women for sure. Um, we got uh Sir Brendo 92 asked, What was the presser experience like, guys? Yeah, Denise, how was that? <laughs> it was fun. Cody, Cody called her out for being loud. That was great. <laughs> the clips everywhere. You I can got, check it out. I got a fightfulselect.com plug-in. Uh, because Cody was I mentioned that he left AEW. He goes, I wonder who broke that story. And I said fightfulselect.com did. Uh, so we they got probably that. muted you. They were like, mute, it. mute. Listen, you're not a Mountain Dew he, sponsor. He literally muted you. He said you were too loud. He well, said I, you're got, too loud. I got quoted to call Roman Reigns the best wrestler in the world. Thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> Honestly, WWE does. It's very professional. It's very uh, streamlined. Uh, it is very. Uh, it is high production value in what they do. It is very, very professional. And Triple H actually. So no robots. No robots. No robots. No robots, but no robots. Yes, but uh, also, also, Will barely got it. Yeah, Triple H also. Will just got it right. I should have brought it in my muffin that I had in the car. But uh, Triple H was like big on that too. He was like, "We do spectacle better than anybody else," and like even their presser kind of felt like a spectacle. It wasn't just us in the media. There was a 2K event there today too. Yes. So there were a lot of people like within the gaming community that had been credentialed for this show. It was like a much younger press box than usual. And all of them were at the press conference as well. They weren't getting like questions in and all that, but it was, it was a different experience. I thought it was, it was a pretty cool one. Yeah. It was kind of funny too, because I noticed that like the wrestling media all sat in the front and the gaming media all sat in the back. And before I knew it, I was like, oh man, all the questions are coming from the front portion of this press conference. And that's when I realized, oh, it's because there's, you know, obviously there's a lot of gaming and yeah. there, even the press box felt different because like, <laughs> like they were going crazy for Dakota. Oh, Cat. Yeah. That She's was one big, thing. Yeah. Big in the gaming community. And uh, I, I thought that was great. I thought that, I thought that that mixture was really good too. I thought that was cool because Pro wrestling is covered differently than everything else because it's a form of entertainment, but it's also a sport. But uh, to go back to the women's match, specifically the Oscar thing, I thought was great. I thought the way that they set up the Nia thing was great. It's just they botched was- the cue. Yeah. Oh, they botched it huge. Botched oh, yeah. it. It came off worse on TV. I don't know how that came off on uh, in the yeah. arena, but it was like this just started. Yeah, yeah, because what we got was the music. The music hits, then the timer comes up on screen, then right. fades out, and then while she's at the top of the ramp, then you hear, eh, and it's like everything <laughs> just bombed. Everything about oh that bombed. I, I couldn't yeah. believe how much that was. I do want to read um, some of the thoughts really quick on the Bray Wyatt stuff uh, before we fully move on from that. 
Uh, no, no, we, we're just kind of we're just kind of talking about our live experience. Okay, okay. Uh, and then, I, I, then we're gonna hop the hell off of here real quick because I think some people will want to hear your responses to some of these because they're pretty okay. good. And okay. because Will is not done burying Bray Wyatt, I will not never finished. be done burying Bray Wyatt. Are you kidding me? Hold up. We got. Uh, Marcus Thomas says White Rabbit was awesome. Now we are at dog shit. We got Bray White. Bray is still trash. You called it, Will. King C twenty says Bray is truly him. Wink, wink. Which now we know stands for horrible in matches. Um, and buddy, <laughs> you just know Reg is somewhere double fisting baked beans. Like he's crushing those hands. Like you just play. <laughs> He's standing on the corner of his couch like Stone Cold Steve Austin. I told you. I told you. That's what I love. Grapsity is going to be insufferable. Now. He's got, listen, Boy. this won't be a cool down period for Righteous Reg. It's going to be a period where he gets to think of all the stuff he's going to say. It's going to be like Stephen A. Smith rolling into Dallas with a cowboy hat on after they lose the playoff game. That's what this is going to be. It's it's so great. Uh, we got another from. I'm still trying to stay caught up on these. Oscar says, "I honestly do not get Bray. His character is all over the place and dragging Alexa again. Plus, he's decent slash not great in the ring. Hope a direction change." Uh, Ryan Lambert says, "Uncle Howdy wanted to give or wanted to dive on L.A. night. <laughs> Made it to the city of L.A. instead. Guess that's the side effects of drinking bad Mountain Dew sodas." Oh, Cody! Oh, Cody boy. was selling those sodas. <laughs> He was selling those sodas, buddy. He drank one. He's like, he's like, I got to be brutally honest. It's really goddamn good. <laughs> he was like, I gotta go get one I'm there. I'm sure someone probably told him, like, hey man, no one's drank the Mountain Dew. That's all set up right yeah. there on that table. Yeah. Maybe bring the diet. Which Triple H busted Logan Paul's balls for that once because he's like. He's like, it's funny. I see Logan Paul carrying his drinks all the time, but I don't see him actually drinking his <laughs> drinks all the time. Oh, uh, man. A uh, couple more really good ones. Uh, Night Track says, howdy, miss, just like Bray did with the story. Oh, man. I, I, it hurts me because like when you see Bray in person at this presser, you're, you see how happy he is to be back mm -hmm. and genuine. And he's proud of what he does. Yeah. Yeah. That's a shame. Come on, I'm Will. not the demographic. Come on, Will. <laughs> Listen, sorry. Well, the Bray Wyatt fans are gonna come after you, man. Listen, this boy ain't ever run Look, with a honestly, honestly, had the match turned out fine, I would have eaten all the crow on the show. I'd have been like, "Look, I, I know I give Bray Wyatt shit, but at least finally it delivered. We got okay. what it what was promised." But man, hey, am I feeling quick. good right now? Let's go around real quick. Is there anything that you liked about the Bray Wyatt LA Night program? Because, like, to me, it peaked with Bray with LA saying, "Stick it anywhere it gives you pleasure." That line was the peak of this feud for me. LA Night was the peak though. of this feud. I think LA Night came out of this. <laughs> he came out of this. I'm sorry. I think you guys are reaching. I didn't find Ali Knight interesting in this either. I thought it bombed on both ends. Oh. All right, all right. You know what? I haven't given Nick enough time to speak on any of this because I've just been <laughs> burying it left and right. Nick, all please. Right, Nick. <laughs> I'm great. You guys look fantastic. The the match looked cool. Uh, the black light looked great. Uh, the paint on on uh, Bray looked really good. Uh, 
I didn't get to hear LA say yeah, so that was disappointing. Um, it the match wasn't good. I'm sorry. I want I want to defend it. I want to defend it so badly because I love Bray. He's such a nice guy. But uh, God, just make, uh, maybe there'll be a rematch on SmackDown. What Please no. Oh, no, no, Will do a chance. I do want to put over the, the finish of the women's rumble. I thought that was really cool. How they incorporated the Kana Asuka stuff. They, they did it to live. Cause I thought that live at that, in that moment, I was like, are they going to like do a shocker and have her blind win this Royal rumble? Like it was such a phenomenal creative finish. Mm-hmm. And Rhea is just a freaking star, man. Like, she's so good. And I'll tell you what I love is the fact that Liv Morgan has been shouting at anybody who would listen to her that she wants to open up the Rumble. And, and she got number two. Well, yeah, she got number two, which is a good rib. She was like, I want to be number one. I want to be number one. It was on weekly television, in the yeah. interviews, you name it. She's number two. But I mean, Do not say what you want. You'll get the opposite. But she did get to, to go coast to coast, and I thought that was cool. And uh, main event. Obviously, that was the, the the after the main event was special, and Kevin Owens being still got goosebumps to, from that. We so they rushed us yeah, out. We we were all crowded around phones in the media room because they had rushed us out of the press yes. box. The second the bell rang, the they were like, "We rang. gotta go, we gotta go." Yeah, so well, we I saw, I saw pictures of you guys all in the press room and thought, I mean, yeah, in the press room, and I thought. Did they get as soon as that was posted? I thought, did you guys get to see the ending? Because there's no way enough time had passed. We had Peacock on our phones, and I mean, I tweeted this. This is one of the best storylines I've ever seen in wrestling. Everybody's playing their role. Roman's playing it perfect. The the shield callback was perfect. Kevin Owens took a lot of punishment to play fifth or sixth banana in this amazing storyline. Solo Sokoa doing exactly what he should be. But what I didn't see coming was the Usos. Th- that was... With Jay leaving, oh, that was boy. really great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought I'm for just, sure, like... Crazy. I, I, I didn't see Jay walking up. Yeah, that, that was great stuff. This, this After all great. that, let's, let's ask our, our resident Roman Reigns stan what she thought of all this. I thought it was great. I think Jay Uso should be punished. Walking away like that. Oh, damn. <laughs> but the imagery of carrying out the honorary Oose shirt ripped. Yeah. Damn, that was good. And like they established that even though Jimmy, Jimmy had believed Sammy all along, he was a hothead over this. Like you could tell Roman was like, all right, we're leaving now. And Jimmy was like, no, I'm going to get one more in. I'm going to get one more in on this. Like that was always oh, so perfect. And when Paul Heyman is like screaming, "Oh my God!" <laughs> like I, this man saw the mass transit incident. He he set up the legal defense for the mass transit incident, and he's sitting there screaming, "Oh my God!" over this. So it's like I believe it. I believe you know what it. I love? You know what I truly loved about it, and it kind of goes to a point Sean had been making for a while where there were some people who were wanting to see the blow off to this be that Sami Zayn finally stands up. And there were some people who wanted to see it as, no, the bloodline needs to take out Sami Zayn. Who would have guessed it would have been both? Who would have guessed that you were going to get 
literally both things out of that that you were going to see Sami Zayn did have his stand-up moment but ultimately the bloodline bludgeoned the shit out of that guy and I think that was giving the best of both worlds that the best possible outcome you can get out of that yeah. Well, no, let no, me no. toot my own horn again and talk about something else I said was going to happen, and that's that Roman was going to be called the Tribal Queef. Well, yeah. <laughs> yep. It and it was trending. It was trending on Twitter. Did I not say this at the Fightful Awards two weeks ago? You did. I just thought it'd be The Rock that did it. I'm surprised it wasn't Professor Nick Harrison on our TikTok that he posts so many great videos on. You know, I don't so say those types of words, Sean. Uh, so that's... I know you don't. I, I know don't. You don't. <laughs> I keep it but clean, brother. I don't, I don't day, say those types of things. We were able to conjure them out of Denise once. That's what we need to start a swear jar fund for, for Professor Nick. Like, how can we possibly corrupt him? How can we bring him <laughs> to the dark side? I just don't you say it on camera, Sean. If he sees each other at Mania, I'll, uh, I'll I'll cuss a bunch for you, just for you, but no camera, just for you. I got I got Dan Housen too once. He just went into my microphone. He went ass. <laughs> I mean, look at how fightful corrupts. Look at how sweet and innocent Denise was just two and a half years ago, and now all of a sudden swears yeah. like a sailor. Look at that. Look, I sold out for the money. I got paid two hundred and fifty dollars that day to say a bad word. I call that a win. I go oh. where the money is at. I, I feel you. I, feel I you. mean, we're, we're doing this stream so she can get I'm her doing, podcast. I'm literally right. here just so that I can get paid. Yeah, I'll put it on the invoice, Sean. I'll say a cuss word and I'll put it on the invoice for you. If I get that same two fifty, I, I got you. Okay. Well, I, thank you guys for welcoming us on this show, guys. Thank check you out coming. all the stuff Professor Nick does. Uh, he does, Nick, you do a great job on our TikTok doing the type of content that I could never do. Uh, Cause I, you're not talented. Well, there you go. If that's what you, you want to say, uh, at least I'm not loud, Just loud saying, on the internet. Oh, you're not, at least I'm not showing my feet on the. Did you just mute yourselves? It just, you muted feet? Listen. You muted your t- <laughs> mute feet? Come on, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you gotta make a sacrifice for the better good. (laughs) Sami Zayn taught me something today, and sometimes you have to make a sacrifice for the people you care about. And I care about Nick, and I care about Will, and all these wonderful people watching who don't want to listen to you be loud. But thank Uh, you guys so much. Uh, I'm still with you, Denise. We're loud talkers. It's what it is. Love you guys. I even the, one of the original pitches for Denise and I's podcast. I wanted to name it "Loud Talking with Will and Denise," and I was like, "Ah, it's not gonna work." Oh, but, did you really? I didn't know that. <laughs> that was one hey, of the why, why were you implying I was selling feet pictures? What was going on? Remember when you were showing your feet on the air? When, bro, you were literally posting your feet on the air. Do you not remember? Was it when we found your wiki feet? I don't remember what stream it was, but you were posting your feet up on the stream. Oh, yeah. That's when we reviewed your wiki feet page. I don't know. She's a 4.9 on wiki Okay, feet. that's it. We're logging off. That's it. <laughs> really? We're talking about the Rumble. Really, that's guys? That's it. That's it. Wow. Bye. Line. Denise, follow me back on Twitter. Oh, she's gone now. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
All right, guys. I think uh, we have one more word. We got a couple more sponsors, but let's run another word from our sponsors. It's the end of January. We're all guilty of it. We all try and usually fail to make New Year's resolutions that we can commit to. I've been guilty of it my entire life. But you may not know that there's an easy and affordable way to build a fitness plan that's just for you. And that's the FitBot app. Don't go into the gym aimlessly. Get a fitness plan that's cheaper than a single session with a personal trainer. You guys heard me talk about my experience with the FitBot app late last year, how I lost 30 pounds. Well, and then the holidays happened and 30 pounds turned into like 20. Luckily, at the start of the year, FitBot allowed me to set some new goals, set some new targets, and set some reminders to keep me motivated and on track. FitBot's algorithm changes and updates your fitness plan as you go, so those goals you set late last year that may have been impacted by some delicious Christmas treats have adjusted, allowing you to get back on track and see the results you're looking for. Just pick a goal, add your equipment, and FitBot will create a routine for you. Whether you've been missing gym time or you've hit a plateau, a fresh start has never been easier. The app switches up your exercises to avoid overtraining or burnout, and your program changes based on your personal progress for maximized results. Whether you work out in the weight room or your bedroom, FitBot has a plan for you. Learn new movements the right way with over 1,400 HD demonstration videos. A full year of FitBot is less than the cost of a single session with a personal trainer. Join FitBot today and build a routine that lasts all year. Get 25% off your subscription and try the FitBot app for free today at fitbot.me slash ppv. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash P-P-V. Yeah. So nice. uh, we've got a, a couple more on the uh, Super Chat front. And the Humper Chats, uh, we got one from, uh, and again, I'm so sorry for continuing the, the Bray Burials, but uh, Bored Dude 360 says, Spooky Dookie, I feel bad for LA Knight. Uh, we also got uh, Luis saying, um, confirming we were bamboozled when Howdy jumped. And me and your mom <laughs> says, uh, here we go. Not my mom. Uh, says, let me talk to you. Denise ain't wrong. Yeah. 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 Wow. Uh, so. Get the shovels out, folks. Go ahead and keep burying the man, apparently. Just get lower. You're being led to this by the Pied Piper himself, Will Washington. (laughs) (laughs) Just poop it all over. (laughs) (laughs) Poop it all over. This for oh. you, Sean. You're shitting all over him. Stop it. What are you? <laughs> Izzy05 says, at one point, Cole said it was the GOAT men's Rumbles ma- Rumble match. Thoughts? Personally, I think so. Also, will Fightful be at WrestleMania? Yes. Fightful will be at WrestleMania. I'll be at WrestleMania. Nick, are you going to be at WrestleMania? Uh, maybe. Uh, I might be in Miami. I don't know. I might be yeah. in England. I might be in Miami. I don't know where I'm going to be during WrestleMania season. Well, I'll be at WrestleMania. I know Denise will be at WrestleMania. Yes. Um, I mean, it's in Denise's backyard. Of course, she'll be there. Uh, but we will be at WrestleMania. Yeah. So uh, Fightful will have representation. Um, really at like, a lot of the upcoming stuff. Uh, so that that's all cool. Um, I don't have a whole lot of thoughts on Bianca Belair versus Alexa Bliss. Um, it was fine. Uh, I 
I'm glad to see Bianca's reign continue. I had concerns that it wasn't going to. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, I, I'm fine with it. I mean, I feel like it's got to be Rhea and Bianca in WrestleMania. I feel, to me, I feel like that because. That oh, yeah. We've already crazy. seen Rhea and Charlotte at WrestleMania. I think. Uh, this was in, the match that we were supposed to get a while back when Rhea got injured, and then we didn't get a chance to get it. So, what better place to get it? than at WrestleMania. So I hope so. The only thing about that match that I'll say is that I saw somebody on Twitter say that Bianca's outfit reminded them of Lisa Frank. And for anybody who's like my age and remembers the Lisa Frank stuff, I kind of get it. So oh yeah. yeah. But I, I think it was I mean it was it was I don't think it was a bad match, but it's nothing to write home about. I think they, yeah, they it's, did it. yeah. Unre- unremarkable really. And yeah. that's um you know, obviously, we still got more spooky stuff after it was over. But again, it all feels disconnected. Uh, then we had the women's rumble. Uh, and really quick, just going over the entrance again, we saw uh, we saw Rhea Ripley. We saw Liv Morgan. Um, they were the top two. We talked about right. that. And we'll talk a little more, bit more about all of that. Dana Brooke was in there. Um, and I want to see if I can get match times for all of them. So give me just a second to see if there's any times available. Obviously, the match times for Rhea and Liv exist because they were there. They were both in for an hour and three. Um, but we had Dana Brooke, Emma, Shayna Baszler, Bailey, B-Fab, who only got 36 seconds in there, actually. Um, and we saw Roxanne Perez, Dakota Kai, EO Sky, Natalia, Candice LeRae, Zoe Stark. So we saw a number of NXT people show up. We saw talked about um, Roxanne Perez. I was actually surprised that Roxanne got a shorter showing than Zoe Stark. Or uh, um, we also saw Indy Hartwell in the match as well which uh, we also saw Zia Lee, Becky Lynch, and she was really kind of the bigger story of the match, Becky Lynch and Bayley, um, Tegan Knox, uh, Asuka, uh, Piper. Dewdrop is no longer Dewdrop. Good, good, good. I'm glad they, I, I'm glad they let her be Piper again because, you know, yes. that's – Yes, 100%. Love it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was all in on that. Uh, we had Tamina. We got the debut of Chelsea Green, who set the record for the shortest run for a woman <laughs> in a uh, in a Royal Rumble match. She was eliminated in four seconds. It's great. It's great. Great way to debut Chelsea Green yeah. and give her a, an immediate record, I suppose. Zelina Vega came out with a Street Fighter Six co-sponsorship deal. That's mm-hmm. crazy. If nice. I thought anybody was going to get that deal, it was going to be like Kenny Omega. Um, right. But she came out in a jury outfit. Um, and then I listened to uh, Corey Graves and Pat McAfee make Street Fighter references for the next uh, five minutes. And... Look, I'm a Street Fighter guy. That's literally the the arcade playing behind me with the flashes that you're seeing. That's literally uh, Hyper Street Fighter 2 playing behind me. I am a big Street Fighter guy. Um, so I know I th- you were loving it. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was cool. Yeah. Uh, and we also then we saw Raquel Rodriguez. I was not expecting her to be as popular in this match as she was. But until they reminded us on commentary that she's from the area. Right. I was not expecting that reaction for her. Well, I mean, she's from the area, so she got that kind of reaction. Uh, she fared pretty well in the Rumble. Uh, she got one elimination. Yeah, she didn't do too bad. Um, oh, no, she got three. Sorry, she got three eliminations. Um, and she was eliminated by Lacey Evans, uh, which got Lacey Evans a whole bunch of heat. Yeah. Uh, Mia Yim was also in the match, or Meechin. It's it's weird. Her graphics all just say Meechin, and commentary just says Meechin. But then, like her, 
uh Chiron said Mia Yim Michin. So uh Michelle McCool had a cool spot. She was shown in the crowd earlier in the show in the front row. They got me. They got yeah, when her music hit, she stands up from her front row spot and it reveals she's got gear on and she's ready to compete. It's like they got me. Cause we were watching it. And saw her, they announced that she was sitting there in the front row. I was like, well, I guess that means she's not going to be in the Rumble because uh, she's sitting there. And they play her music, and she just takes everything off and then walks over the barricades like, oh, okay. So she is in the Rumble. Cool. Yeah. And she actually lasted pretty long in the Rumble tonight. So she, she didn't did. do too bad. You know what's funny is when her theme music hit, my thought, it's hard for me with her music because literally three people used that music over right. a time period, right? Because it was originally Tori Wilson's music. Yeah, and then, then her and Layla, right? Yeah, then, uh, so yeah, and then they gave it to her and Layla. And so when I hear that music, my thought was, is it Michelle McCool or is it like, because we did see her in the crowd, but this could be somebody else. And then uh when we see the graphics i'm like okay it actually is michelle mccool but yeah that music was originally tori wilson's theme and uh it it, it that's just always funny to me andy hartwell of course also in the match Sonya deville shotzi nikki cross and then we talked about the kind of botched day return of nia Jax. yeah <clears throat> it was crazy to me that there were so many nxt represented rep- so much nxt representation in the women's rumble and none in the men's room. Yeah. I mean, the women's roster is just kind of thinner. Um, you know, there was obviously certain expectations for this match. I think some were kind of unrealistic. Obviously, we heard about expectations. It, a lot of people were expecting, um, like, Mercedes. I knew that wasn't going to happen. There's not yeah. a chance the yeah. WWE, or that uh, New Japan was going to let her go um, do anything that uh, that she wouldn't that wouldn't protect her because essentially you'd be sending her out there to lose. You know, she's not winning the rumble. So therefore, why would you send her into a place to not win knowing that she's got a match to promote coming up at battle in the Valley and same with like people were saying, well, maybe Kyrie could be in it. Same deal. You're not going to send your champion out to lose. I know impact did it last year, but, but that's, but uh, also Mickey James was a free agent. She could do whatever she wanted, Uh, whether or not, uh impact approved that if she said yes i'm taking this booking impact had to be like okay um the only thing impact gave approval for was yes you can use the belt while you're there um but otherwise she's a free agent she could do whatever she wanted yeah uh but either way the big one that people were kind of surprised by and i think she was trying to tell us because i saw her tweets and i even said to reg and phil in our group chat that i was like you know, the way Naomi's tweeting right now, if I didn't know any better, I don't think she's in the Rumble. Yeah. And th- those are my exact words to those guys. And she no. didn't lie to us. Lo and behold, she was not <clears throat> she in it. Yeah. Matter of fact, um, I didn't realize. I mean, I have realized it. it. It's I've seen it for a minute. But until you like actually watch a Royal Rumble, I did not fully gather how much of a black women's deficit there is in WWE until I realized B Fab was the only black woman in the match and she was in it for 30 seconds. And when I saw that, I thought um, that like it's just a big contrast from a year ago where uh, 
you almost you felt a good amount of representation and right now just across the board it's really just bianca to bianca and bfab that's about it on the main yeah roster. well and that's what i'm saying though is that like bfab yeah. you know bfab's not really positioned too much as a wrestler no. the fact that she only got 30 seconds in this spot and otherwise she hasn't had very many tv matches as far as the competitors on screen it's bianca right. um and yeah. That was something that I, I didn't really give a whole lot of thought to until I was watching this match and seeing it play out in front of me. Um, so the finishing sequence was phenomenal. Outstanding. Uh, outstanding. I thought this was one of the best finishing sequences I had really ever seen. And honestly, those two eliminations that Rhea Ripley gets in the end, eliminating Asuka, who came in with, uh, as we talked about, she brought back the Kana look. Uh, she had uh, new music, which sad day. It's another R.I.P. to another CFO's theme. <sighs> so disappointed. Yes. <laughs> so disappointed. Uh, racing them, and they had the best themes. Yeah, and uh, but at the same time, it was a cool moment. But yeah, when she misted. Uh, when she accidentally missed Liv Morgan and then Rhea eliminates Asuka and then it, for a moment you feel like there's a little bit of hope from Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley gets the elimination. I thought that the match itself, um, again, wasn't a hugely remarkable rumble, but I thought that finishing sequence was phenomenal. What'd you think? I thought it was fantastic. The way that they kind of put it to where all three of them were on the apron at the same time. So one slip, one false move, and you're eliminated, and all three of them are right there. The way that they did that was outstanding, man. I I loved how they put all of that together and how they made it work because there are a lot of ways where that might not work, it couldn't work. Uh, But you got three. I think, one, this is a testament just how good kind of Oscar is, uh, two, uh, how great Rhea is, and three, how much Liv Morgan has progressed and gotten better. <clears throat> because anybody who remembers Liv Morgan from NXT knows where she came from as a wrestler and where she is now. And how she has progressed and gotten better and where she is is a real testament to her hard work, her work ethic, you know, putting the time in to get better, uh, so yeah, it's, I, I, I think that it really showcased all three and it was just a great, it was a great way to make that happen, to put that together. So kudos to all three ladies, kudos to everybody involved in that portion of the women's rumble match. I think it was one of the great moments of the night and, uh, really put that rumble over. Oh Yeah. You know, there was a lot of talk a couple years ago of Rhea being kind of the next thing on the roster. And I had concerns about that at the time. Um, when she was first called up in uh, 2020, and I I did. I felt concerns about whether or not she was... Uh, I just felt like she has all the tools but something was missing. Even in the title run she's had on the main roster, I still have felt like something was missing. And I gotta say, for as harsh as I was on the Judgment Day a year ago, um, 
I think that the Judgment Day has been the best thing for her. I think it has turned her into a main event level act that, uh, again, I've always thought she had the tools to be it, but I think that this this is the time. This was the right time. Um, when she was in there with Bianca in 2021, it felt like it was Bianca's time. It felt like something was still missing from Rhea to cross her over uh, into that next stage. But right now, it feels like she's the one. Yeah. And uh, it's great stuff. And I'm so glad she got the win. She got to have the moment with Beth Phoenix earlier in the night. This really was Rhea's night. We got a number of super chats on it. Uh, Jacob McCray says, the right people won the Rumbles. I'm interested in Asuka's gimmick. Do you know, do y'all know anything about the Kana stuff? I'm not familiar with it and would like to learn. Well, yes, I am. Because the thing is, Kana, um, she had been... She got to accomplish so much. And when I, for those that don't know me that well, my favorite women's wrestler is one Hikaru Shida, former AEW Women's World Champion. Mm-hmm. If you ask me who I thought Hikaru Shida's greatest rival is in her career, it's Kana. Uh, I think that those two have had just some crazy great matches in Japan over the years, um, including mixed tags and Volcano Omega. Uh, and I think the cool thing is a lot of that content is available online. If you really haven't gotten a chance to see um, Asuka pre Asuka, give it a, a, a search and give it a watch. It's great stuff. Um, anything you can really find. Uh, I think she brought something really special and unique to the ring. Uh Joseph Correa says, entrant one versus 30 in the men's match and one and two going to the end in the women's match was a nice piece of booking. Women's match felt a little more exciting with surprise entrances. Um, Well, I think they had to rely a lot more on surprise entrances. Um, I I feel like that's probably something that Hunter's going to expectation set with everybody that surprise entrances that don't necessarily that are kind of just there to pop the moment. I wonder if Hunter's not going to rely on that so much going forward. I know that Vince was very into that, but I do wonder if that's going to be something that Hunter's really into, you know, like bringing back the Godfather to just kind of come in and get thrown out or bringing back Devon Dudley to just get thrown it, just get thrown out. I wonder if surprise entrance to in the modern era, because I would like to see surprise, any surprise entrant to me should at least be for more than just a hey remember this guy i would like to see them have a place in the rumble like to me i thought logan paul (laughs) was a good surprise entrant because all of a sudden he kicked off a feud with seth rollins Mm -hmm. that's all of a sudden we're looking at wrestlemania going all right we're gonna see logan paul and seth rollins and that's we got that out of a surprise entrant i think aj styles is a good example of a surprise entrant as somebody you brought in and showed what he can do and gave him a good run in it. So yeah. to me, I think the women's rumble needed more of that because there were less established people on the main roster to do in the first place. So they needed more of those NXT people to bring in more of a, you know, they brought in Nijax things along those lines. Um, let's see. Uh, Daryl, Daryl, uh, Fenderson says crazy Oscar slash Kana shiz greater than crazy Bray. Uncle howdy shiz. I know you agree with that. Uh, of course, I agree with that. No. <laughs> uh, 
and let's see. And Bored Dude 360 says, The Spooky Dookie in concert killed momentum. However, everything else was dope. Best Women's Rumble and the ending, Chef's Kiss. Loved it and still teary-eyed all in my feels. Well, let's get to it, Nick Harrison. The yes. Ma- As a matter of fact... You might have <laughs> my heart in it. No, I'm no, no, not at all. Matter of fact, you might as well look directly in the camera and tell us it's time for the main event because. <laughs> <laughs> well done, well because done. Because it is time for the main event. It is, yes. We and we got a lot of super chats about this. I will make sure to read every single one of these guys. I want to get every single one of them out. Um, but Roman Reigns took on Kevin Owens. To be honest, I don't even remember the match at this point. And it's not even that be for any bad reasons. It's because that angle to take us out of the show supersedes all of it. It supersedes everything. That was just a means to an end to get to that. How did you feel about the match itself? The match itself I thought was really good. There were moments in the match where you really believed that Kevin Owens could possibly win it. Uh, it kind of the stuff with him and Sammy kind of heightened uh, the drama of everything because there was a moment where you know you had the whole situation with the chair and Roman telling Sammy to go and get the chair and Sammy's like you told me to do nothing you told me to just stand here and do nothing he's like I'm telling you not to go get a chair he runs to go get a chair Paul's yelling at him he tries to give it to Roman uh, and then it ends up with Kevin Owens uh, getting his stuff in and almost getting the three count on Roman. And it made it believable, man. It made it seem like everything was going to go. But then how the match ended, leading into all of the action after the match, uh, with the brutality towards Kevin Owens and the look on Sammy's face watching all of this stuff happen, it all just – the match, I think, was good with it being the millionth match that Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns have had against each other in in a world title situation. But – It was all lead and credit to Kevin Owens for giving his boy, you know, giving all of himself to help a storyline with his best friend out to try to push his best friend and give him the rub and help him out. Like Sami Zayn needs the rub. He's the biggest star on the, in the world right now, but it's like it helped the, the match helped that storyline out and pushed that storyline. So it's it all was a means to an end, and I think it fit very well with what they were trying to do with the bloodline storyline. Yeah, I, I agree with all of that. And I think that the crowd was really biting on everything, especially after that ref bump. Um, Kevin Owens really showed a never-say-die attitude. He was just not going to stay down. He actually beat Roman at one point. We got a solid uh, stunner, one, two, three, four, five, mm-hmm. uh, with the referee down. So we, we also saw Roman visually defeated. Um, and yeah, but that post-match angle was everything else, everything. Yes. The post-match angle saw Roman Reigns, uh, directing traffic to continue to destroy Kevin Owens after the match was over. Um, and Sammy was letting a lot of it happen. Uh, he honestly, I thought he was going to stop Solo Sokoa from, I thought that was the worst of it was uh, Solo Sokoa with the chair around Kevin's neck. Uh, And of course they handcuff Kevin Owens. Kevin's about to smash Kevin or sorry. Roman's about to smash Kevin with a steel chair. 
and uh everything okay I hope yeah everything's fine yeah. Everything. all right yep roman's about to smash kevin with the chair sammy stops him tells him you're better than this you're bigger than this you don't have to do this and roman's like oh this is what you're gonna do okay you do it hands yeah. sammy the chair sammy's not gonna do it roman gets in his face shoves his face sammy finally stands up for himself hits roman with the steel chair the bloodline jumps him jay is not okay with this jay walks away yeah phenomenal what's the thing man Great moment, great acting. Just go ahead and give Jay Uso the Oscar now. Now I will say this: uh, this I go back to since it's the anniversary, and you know, Public Enemies and our, our boys, long term storytelling because we all saw how the beginning of the Tribal Chief thing started with Jay Uso. You've heard me talk about this match. Anybody who's ever followed anything I've done on social media has heard me talk about the Hell in a Cell match between Jay Uso and Roman Reigns back during the Thunderdome era. Like, all of that has leading to where we are now, but to see where it is now as compared to there. Back then, Jimmy didn't want anything to do with the whole Tribal Chief thing. Jay didn't want to do anything with it until he got gaslit by Roman to get involved. And then once he got involved, he legit came the right-hand man and fell right in line with everything. And now here we are. Jay finally looking at the the tribal chief and saying, you know, what are you doing? Getting this look on his face. He's walking away from the situation as it's happening. Uh, Jimmy turning on the dude. He didn't even tr- Jay didn't even trust him. Jimmy was the one that was his boy. And then we see Jimmy at the end beating the rent check out of the dude. Like is the drama involved with all of this is just absolutely mesmerizing. It pulls you in, and it is one of the best stories that WWE has ever done. I don't want to say in the past 5, 10, 25, whatever years. It's one of the best stories they have ever done because they have played it perfectly from every single moment of it. So it's just great. And then the shield throwback where he hits Roman in the back with the chair. Like, it... it, all to, oh my goodness, so good. I'm gonna I yield the rest of my time to you, sir. I can't because I'll go. Well, I can go on about this all night. I'm gonna I'm gonna yield the time to our super chatters. We got yes, uh, Joseph Ray with the Humper Chat says greatest post match segment I've ever seen. That was unreal storytelling. I will say that um, to me, that's it's because. When I think storytelling, I think in-ring storytelling. I think telling the story with action. This is more of... Th- this is good. This is really good. That's not, Either way, I'm not going to get into the semantics of that. Um, the, so Fear and Loathing in NYC says, That beating was so bad, I was waiting for Elizabeth to bring Hogan out to help. That's a great... <laughs> I mean... Uh, let's see. Is Bloodline slash Sammy top five best WWE storylines ever? uh it's it's feeling like it's up there it's very good i haven't felt this engrossed in something i saw somebody say this is attitude era style booking and i thought no it's not because to me i don't think the attitude era had this much heart for uh much of anything and that's really tough for me to say because my favorite year in pro wrestling is 2000 there's a lot of heart here and uh that's gonna bring me to some things people may feel about that 
such as Broadway Joe says, I love the ending, loved, but I'm not surprised people are ripping this show on my timeline. WWE underestimated how much weight Rock still carries. Uh, people tuned in for a rumor. People are upset. <sighs> Again, it's expectation setting. I think it was probably a mistake to make the Rumble graphics lightning <laughs> because uh, my thought when I saw that, because a lot of people were like, it's lightning, electricity most electrifying man it's the rock he's gonna be here i thought i say lightning in clouds like i never really pictured that with the rock i always picture that with like it's a different style but i suppose i probably would have avoided that altogether um but again if you heard roman on fallon last night right i felt like he was blunt he said it he said look i don't think the rock's gonna be here he's not in shape for this and and he wasn't saying that insultingly he seemed right. to be coming at it from a very understanding place and if he was healing that up as a character he would have been like yeah rock's not in shape rock can't hang with me rock can't do this but he was just like no like i understand you gotta train for this all the time and if you're not training regularly you'll get hurt mm-hmm. um and think about the rock and think about the last time the rock had a full match it was 10 years ago yeah. wrestlemania 29 2013 rock was training at that time he was training with curtis axel and he still got severely injured he's 10 years older than that now i feel like the signs were there for a long time that he wasn't going to be there and um i think i think we kind of sold ourselves on it and granted look i'm a guy who just three weeks ago had egg on his face because I sold myself on the idea that Mercedes was going to be at AEW Dynamite. I know yeah. what it's like to sell yourself on something and be and feel like, uh, damn, how did I miss the signs in that the, the level setting, the expectation setting? Although I still think they didn't set the right expectations with that. Yeah. Uh, but as far as this was concerned, I feel like they did everything they could to set expectations. Nobody mentioned The Rock in anything. And uh, I feel like even putting the rumble on first, definitively saying, like, Cody Rhodes is challenging for this title. Nothing else is going to happen here. Uh, I thought they did everything they could to to set expectations there. Um, The Ultimate Sack says, I don't know how they settle on KO and Sammy versus the Usos. I feel like the right move is Sammy winning the Elimination Chamber and taking the SmackDown title from Roman while Cody takes the Universal title. Uh, And... I think, I think the 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 reason you can say because I won't necessarily. I notice you use the word settle here. I don't necessarily consider it settling because again, we're talking about a storyline with a lot of heart, and one of the biggest pieces of heart here is that you think about the way Kevin Owens walked into the building with that Sami Zayn shirt on. Kevin Owens was trying to tell us from day one, I support Sami Zayn. That's my guy, and Sami Zayn was trying to find his place in the bloodline when really the person who's had his back this whole time has been there all along. And I think the moment where those two reconcile and have their moment to me has just as much heart as anything here. I think that's a good moment still. Uh, Great moment. Absolutely. Yep. We have, uh, who else? Sorry. I'm still trying to stay caught up on these. So just bear with me here. We have, uh, and and shout out Drew Nicholas, who's been keeping me uh, on my toes with all of these super chats. Uh, we have, 
Broadway Joe says, uh, Jay walking out keeps the dream of Sammy and Roman alive. Triple H is cruel. I mean, I think they'll do it in Montreal. Um, I don't know what the Elimination Chamber is going to be for. I don't know if it's for a title or anything. Um, that could be hell. You could do the, they've done it before. You could do Elimination Chamber for the Intercontinental title. Have, uh, really give Gunther a big moment. Right. Um, and, and make the main event about uh, Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns in Sami's hometown. Uh, let's see. And uh, we have uh, Abhinav says, I think Jay might get The Rock involved now. Hmm. <sighs> Look at the XFL schedule. I don't think The Rock is here. I don't think he's doing it. I, why are people pushing so hard for this? Like, why are people pushing so hard for this? There are people pushing so hard for The Rock, and they've been doing this for, like, the past two years. Like, almost as long as Roman's uh, title reign has been, they've been pushing for a match against The Rock at WrestleMania. Y'all, The Rock ain't coming back. Not anytime soon. (laughs) Rock don't want to come back anytime soon. He's got bigger fish to fry. He's got a million movies that he's making. He's one of the biggest stars in the world. He doesn't have to come back if he doesn't want to. And he's not going to come back unless he wants to. And I don't think he wants to right now. I know y'all love him. I know that's what you want. I know there are people who believe that The Rock has this big pull in the business right now. But he don't. And Rock don't need WWE. And quite honestly, WWE doesn't need The Rock. Uh, Aaron Ruiz says, does the story need The Rock, though? From a point of view, I just see The Rock as another person for Roman to beat up, kind of like John Cena on SummerSlam. That's been my beef this whole time. I've been saying, like, I don't want to see Roman in any more scenarios where the person facing Roman has no shot. I am done with that. I think that, like, hey, it was cool. John Cena comes in for this one-off and then loses to Roman, leaves. I don't want to see anybody else do that. I don't want to see Rock come in, lose to Roman, and leave. We're past that. We're three years into this reign. We don't have to do any of that anymore. No, not at all. So, uh, no, I don't think the story needs The Rock. Um, Dan V900 says, Sammy simply has to walk out of night two of WrestleMania with the Universal title. He can get the tag titles night one with KO. Cody can face Roman night one or do a triple threat. What is um, this? I, I think Sammy's just going into Elimination Chamber. I, I truly do. Um, but do a triple threat on night two. Uh, Dan also continues, if you do a triple threat, uh, the first fall is for the WWE title, second fall for Universal title. Sammy just can't go for the tag titles. Um, I think he's going to get his title match, but I think it's just happening at Elimination Chamber. That's yeah. my, my gut feeling there. And I think it's a hometown moment, and I think it's a good moment. I think Roman's going to beat him, but uh, to me, even that's okay. I think that uh, this one doesn't necessarily... I think Sammy's Happily Ever After will still come, but I think that... I don't know. Just enjoy it. It's been a great ride, and I'm enjoying the ride so far. Just keep it going. Uh, Just keep it going, and let's keep going to WrestleMania. Uh, MJ Johnson says, Listen, from the beginning of the Thunderdome to now, Jay's therapist needs a therapist. Yep. This man has gone through it, man. Jay he Uso really has absolutely gone through it since the Thunderdome. That main event, Jay Uso has been through a lot, ladies and gentlemen. But I think we're about to see a lot more out of main event, Jay, and uh, it because I think that he has a singles title run in him somewhere, uh, and it's going to happen at some point because I think he's got he can do that. But it's just 
right now, what they're doing with this storyline, with him and the bloodline and all this stuff. I cannot wait to see where this goes next because it's just because he was the right-hand man and now he's walking out on everything and we want to see what that means. So it just, I'm, I'm, I'm invested. I'm totally invested and it's going to break my heart when all of this stuff like disbands and ends because I, I feel it coming at some point. Yep. Uh, a couple more. Uh, let's see. We got... And thank you, everybody, who sent these in. And we'll read the miscellaneous ones after we're done with this match. Uh, But we've got Ethan Smith says, Thoughts on KO, Sammy, and Jay versus Jimmy, Reigns, and Solo at Elimination Chamber. Then Sammy versus Reigns, Night 1, and Cody versus Reigns, Night 2 for each title. Only thing here, guys, is that I don't know how you justify logically giving Sammy the title shot at WrestleMania. Um, Maybe they'll find a way. But, like, right now, Cody won the Rumble. He earned the shot. What else is there? Much. Uh, N. Simmons says, This storyline is WrestleMania main event level. The Sammy turn on Roman. Jay walking out, which was crazy. And then the beatdown. Uh, this is up there with the Batista turn. And this can't end in a tag title victory. So I'm seeing this feeling a lot. And, and maybe that is the case. Uh, we will see. Loved the close of the Rumble. Absolutely brutal. I've missed that edge. And that was from Respawn. Um, Mad Motar says, uh, Kevin turning on Sammy in four months is going to hurt me. It's going to hurt more now. I think I don't want to see those guys turn on each other again. I think that we're here now. I think them winning the tag titles. And the reason I still feel like the tag titles is the moment, to be honest, guys. And I'm I'm just going to lay it out this way. Think about Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. These two are real life best friends. Literally, best man at weddings. These two are thickest thieves, and they came up together in the industry together. How special would it be if these two won the tag titles together at WrestleMania? Just think about that for their careers together. They faced each other at WrestleMania before. Now, to bring it all full circle, to have that moment together, I think is a lot more important than I think people are giving it credit for. Um, Let's see. We've got uh, Jay Haller says, Seth Rollins points. Hey, I've seen this one before. (laughs) Uh, And OrionBid666 says, uh, Will, Professor, I shed a tear. Poor Sammy. Poor Jay. Yeah. Um, And thank you guys for all of the thoughts. Uh, Really quick. I want to go um, for Izzy here said, uh, Cody and Gunther was the best final two since Taker HBK. Uh, That's high praise, man. High praise. I mean, they were very good together. Yeah. Um, Let's see. And uh, 1LT Photo says, SRS and Cody got heat. I'm going to go watch (laughs) that press conference because I know that, hey, SRS broke the story of uh, Cody (laughs) jumping ship. He had the original scoop. I remember exactly where I was when I heard before it broke everywhere. And uh, that was a, that's one of Sean's biggest scoops uh, right there behind probably Cody Rhodes. Right. Uh, and let's see. John says, loud Denise is the best. Again, sure. Denise and I are both loud folks. So, like, we're both loud folks who don't know we're loud folks. 
Um, and it's one of those things where we'll be having a conversation one-on-one and somebody will go, guys, like, bring it down. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I didn't even realize I was being loud. Um, it's, it's even worse because usually one of the things we like to do when we're uh, traveling is that we'll all, like, get an Airbnb and we'll all, like – kind of do our thing is wrestling media as many people as we can to kind of get in one place and when either i or denise has to do a podcast in our space and everybody's like hey shut the up like you guys are loud as hell it's always great uh and so we're gonna go for our last sponsor and then read some closing uh super chats and uh so yeah let's go ahead and read our last ad nordvpn.com slash fightful now you get four months free that's not enough for you how about changing your virtual location with just one click that's not enough for you how about it works on all your devices that's not enough for you how about a 30-day money-back guarantee is that still not enough for you how about that online threat protection block online trackers hackers uh, annoying pop-up ads malware Browse securely on that unsecured Wi-Fi when you're traveling, when you're at the hotel, when you're at the airport, any of that stuff. NordVPN.com slash Fightful, the fastest VPN in the world. You can subscribe to overseas services, get pay-per-views much more affordably than here in the States or wherever you are, really. NordVPN.com slash Fightful, four free months, 30-day money-back guarantee. Head over there. Check it out. All right. Let's read these uh, last super chats. We got uh, Tyrone Kett says, two questions. Will, uh, did you hear Tempest wishing to talk to Bray on Graps? And I didn't, actually. And would you ever think about bringing um, someone like Chiseled Adonis? Yes, of course. Always always up for that. Mm. Um See, this is for uh, Professor Nick yelling shit. Uh, You're see, welcome. I got, got this one from Izzy. says, just want to say Will's beard and hair always on point. You know what? I can't take credit for that. That goes to Mr. Jelani Mills. He's been my barber for the last 10 years and uh, has a, owns his own shop, creates a phenomenal environment. People in there are wrestling fans. Every time I walk in, everybody wants the latest scoops. Um, and <laughs> they're like, we know you talked to Sean Ross Sapp. What, what's the word as soon as I get in there? You, literally, this is a, obviously a 24-hour fresh haircut. I walk in, they're like, is The Rock coming back? And I look at everybody and I go, no. Um, and <laughs> uh, I got two questions. There were two questions as soon as I walked in. They were like, is The Rock coming back? And what's the deal with CM Punk? And uh, but again, shout out Jelani Mills keeps me fresh. He's been keeping me fresh for ten years, uh, and he's he's the best at what he does. And we love talking basketball. It's what we do. Uh, let's see. We got another one. This one's from Samantha. It says the Royal Rumble was uh, a okay. Men Royal Rumble could have been a. Would it could have been better? Would love to see Seth versus Logan after that elimination. Bray versus L.A. Uh, along with Bianca versus Alexa was okay. The women's Royal Rumble was better than the men's. The main event, goddamn, all I got to say. Uh, I, I mean, 
I think we all are in agreement here. Probably not about Bray versus LA being okay. Uh, but let's see. Santos says, Rumbles were a lot of fun. People tripping. I mean, I agree. I don't think uh, yeah. anything – I don't have any negative feelings about the Rumble. Yeah. Um, my basic feelings are that, like I said, there weren't a whole lot of chances taken. That's my general feeling on it. Yeah. Uh, N. Simmons says, they can use the Ray spot as a reason. Technically, uh, only 29 people entered. It's an easy way to give Sammy the Montreal pop and win the chamber. It's a good idea. It's not bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what do you think of that idea? Yeah, I don't think that's bad. Uh, using that as a reason to get Sammy in there somehow. Mm-hmm. I can see that working. Makes Daniel, sense. Daniel Brown says, does Cole have real heat with Top Dollar? Can't <laughs> lie, he had me laughing tonight. I don't know. I, I can definitely believe that. He was going in on Top Dollar tonight. Uh, you know what? This is something I can agree with. Uh, Broadway Joe says, AEW changed everything. They took all the fans that would revolt, so to speak. WWE fans are pretty complacent. They just take in what's given and enjoy the show for what it is. It's not 2014. Um, I, I will say that the crowds today sound completely different than the crowds of 2016, 2017, um, and 2019. I do feel that there was a turning point. I want to say like October of 2019, and you could really pinpoint it to like, Remember when the fans all turned on that Hell in a Cell ending where Bray Wyatt, again, oh, yeah. another ending that sucked, but <laughs> but Bray Wyatt has that ending with uh, Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins yeah. and the fans all turn on it. They all trash it, destroy it. That, to me, I feel was the last time. And that show faded out with the crowd chanting AEW, right? I feel like... They really did take those fans, those rebellious fans, those loud fans, those fans that are really vocal and active at shows. You still hear that sound at Dynamite. I don't feel like I hear that at Raw so much anymore. And I think it was a game changer. And for WWE, it's probably a good thing. They probably look at it as, oh, God, finally, we got those fans out of the building. (laughs) Now now we can focus on, um, you know, the fans who, who will take the show for what it is. Right. So... Um, and on the other hand, AEW was like, hey, these are the fans we want to cater to. So I don't think anybody's losing in that regard. Yeah. That's my feeling. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just you, there's something for everybody right now. It's, uh, what is that? The Bo Burnham song, anything and everything all of the time. You get all of these different options. If you don't like this one thing, you know, they just put, uh, MLW finally has the TV deal with reels. So if you don't like, WWE, if you don't like AEW, there's still Impact, there's still MLW, there's still all this other stuff that's out there for you to take advantage of. You know, everybody has their thing now, so you don't have to worry about a bunch of people saying they're going to revolt because a lot of those people are already watching something else. Yeah. Um, Although, I will say one thing I am missing. As much as, like, it does feel like everything's out there, my son, I was just showing him Lucha Underground today because he never got to see it. And he was like, this is really cool. And I was like, yeah, there's still not quite anything like this. The in-ring action exists kind of everywhere, um, especially in AEW. But yeah. as far as like the presentation of that show, that doesn't feel like it exists anywhere else. And that I still kind of miss. Uh, let's see. We got 
Z Lifestyle says, just returned to my hotel from the show. Wonderful experience live, although the lights and lasers at the show were very much sensory overload. I thought that when I was looking at it uh, on the on TV, it did feel like uh, it may they may have been doing a little much with those. And I was concerned yeah. about those being in people's line of sight. Um, Ashton says, is there still hope Matt Cardona will return to WWE? I was hoping he would be in it. I mean, yeah, I think Chelsea Green being there is kind of proof that um, he's probably not far behind. But I think that Rumble, they weren't really concerned about those types of moments. I don't think that's what this Rumble was about. No. Uh, Let's see. Squeaky Toy of Horror says, Great Rumble on its own merit, in my opinion. However, compared to last year, monumental. Oh, I agree. I was at last year's Rumble. I had so much FOMO this year because I'm like, if... These were the two rumbles I had a choice between. Um, I definitely would have given up last year's for this year's. Yeah. Uh, so he says, minus the pitch black match, too gimmicky. Last segment was brutal, and I loved it. I've been missing that edge. Uh, well, good. And if you were missing the other edge, as in Adam Copeland, you got him too. Uh, let's see. Jay Haller says, having Cody eliminate Logan was the easiest way to get him cheered. Props yep. to them. I didn't even think of that. I don't think they were concerned about Cody not being cheered. I think they saw his merch sales this weekend and were like, nah, Cody will be fine. Yeah. Uh, Auntie Collins says, do you think both men's and women's Rumble held their own without relying too heavily on et- legends? Stars were made tonight. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I think yeah. they did. Absolutely. <sighs> did we get everything? Uh, Drew, do we have everything? Give me a thumbs up or give me a uh, all clear if we've caught everything because, guys, this has been a blast. Yes, very much so. I don't get to do these post shows too often because I'm usually at pay-per-views. And so to be at home for one uh, was actually kind of nice. And I am down. Do this anytime you need me fightful i i got called in to do this by sean drew says all done all right nice nick let the folks know oh mr professor 318 on all social media platforms uh make sure you give it a follow check it out of course i'm doing content with fightful now on their tiktok page so if you follow it on tiktok at fightful.com Check out the content from myself and from Fightful. You get interviews, uh, exclusive stuff. You'll also get some my mostly most of my wrestling content is on the Fightful TikTok page now. So if you want to see my wrestling stuff, you'll go over there, give it a follow. We love it. We're getting closer and closer to ten thousand on TikTok every day, and we love it dearly. Uh, I may start going live on there. Sean lets me. Why not? Uh, so you'll have all that, but of course, Mr. Professor Three Winning on all the social media platforms and the pay, the, uh, the, the 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 podcast, the pay window with Prof and Sloan, uh, doing pretty well. You can get that on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It's like, uh, uh, how did this get made? But for wrestling, where we go back and watch old wrestling matches and uh, make jokes about it. Uh, so make sure you go by. We have a guest on every week. Maybe one day we'll have Will Washington when he's not interviewing uh, the owners of very successful uh, wrestling. <laughs> Uh, so uh, just make sure you go and like and subscribe and all of that. And uh, 
Uh, if nobody told you today you are loved, you're appreciated, you're important, you're more than enough exactly as you are and always will be great. Oh, the official Nick Harrison We Rock Together t-shirts. You can go to my link tree on the bio of all of my, uh, my, 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 all of my bios. Go to the link tree. The very first link is for that t-shirt. It promotes unity through music and uh, we'd love for you to grab one. So yeah. All of that. I've had a blast, man. It's been a lot of fun. I'm always at home. I never go to the pay-per-views. So if you guys want me to do this stuff, just let me know. I'm always at home for these things. Uh, Of course. (laughs) (laughs) And hey, um, if you guys haven't gotten enough, 10 hours from now, YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo will be talking about the best and worst of the wrestling week. Join us. We'll be there. It's after the week. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun time. One of my favorite shows to do of the week. Actually, all my shows are my favorites. Are you kidding me? Um, you can find me. I do Day After Dynamite. It airs every Thursday. YouTube.com slash Fightful. I also do Grapsity. It's every Saturday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. And that is at YouTube.com slash Fightful as well. Always doing content. Um, you can follow me. I am William RBR. But until then, hope you guys enjoyed the Rumble. I hope you guys st- enjoyed your late night with us. Until next time, folks, see you next time. Have a great day. Peace. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.